Spend my days with a woman and kind. Smoke my stuff and drink. Welcome to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. I'm Kevin Christie. Uh, did you pronounce it like that? Because you're sick. I'm still like sick. a little I'm baby. Yeah. <laughs> I got a widow code. <laughs> um, we tried recording this intro uh, like an hour ago, but the recorder was not plugged in. Nick forgot electricity. Yeah. Um, it was the soundboard that was, the recorder was, and it was on. I officially now don't know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, you don't. Yeah. I noticed electricity. That's it. Yeah, from one of the things. I didn't know why. I why yeah. uh, what I was going to do by plugging in it would change it, but I knew it probably would. Right. I didn't understand why. I got to put on my headphones. Cool. Beats by Dre. I got to definitely make sure it's recording. It's recording. <laughs> okay, We're good. good. Um, Hey, our guest today is the uh, also has a cold Eliza Schlesinger. Yep, Eliza is great. She, the great thing about Eliza, she's very outspoken. She walks it and talks it. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, it's always good to have a, a guest on a podcast who just wants to talk and keeps on going. Yeah, the conversation's great, and it just she's always go. traveling, so she's seen a lot of the world. She's constantly seeing a lot of the country, so she's developed like legit. Feelings based on actual experience. This isn't up some bullshit right. conjecture from yeah. reading. I Huff saw this Poe. on the internet, so yeah. here's an opinion. No. She sees it, she sees right. it, and she she understands it from a real life day to day basis. Also came up with a brilliant plan of eating pizza. Yes. Before we started recording. Really really solidified the vibe. Yeah. So it put our mood from like, you know, pretty good to like, yeah. hey, this is a great day. We just had pizza. Yeah. It <laughs> any fight or argument. Uh, can be solved with pizza. I don't think. To be fair, though, I don't think Eliza or I could taste it. Right, because you're saying it was delicious. I take your word for Crispy, it. Crispy, salty <laughs> pepperonis. I haven't tasted anything uh, in like six days. Tender, juicy mushrooms. I've literally eat. <laughs> I've, I've eaten weird shit to try to taste things. It hasn't happened. Yeah. Today I had hot and sour soup. Didn't taste it. I do. That sounds awful. Well, hot and sour soup. Chinese, you've never had? I don't think I have. Oh, you no. love it. Actually, it's good. Dude, you gotta have chicken soup, man. It's, it's hot and sour soup is spicier. It's better. Spicy stuff is good when you have a cold. But isn't chicken soup supposed to be good for colds? I feel like I've read plenty of things about how it's not. The the heat is what matters. Right. It's not so much anything in the. I thought there was something in the chicken broth that was supposed to be good for your body. That sounds like it was invented by a company that sells chicken broth. Um, maybe. If that was true, why wouldn't they have made a concentrated version of that? In pill form, giving it to us, and then what are they like actual medicine? Like, hey, like ibuprofen is gonna like lessen pain in your yeah. body or something like that. Yeah, if if but I think that it like true. contributes to it. No, I don't know. I don't I've never it. heard like that debunked. Like, hey, this has been bullshit. Well, your grandma was a filthy lying they whore. Can't cure you know? the common cold. It's just hot liquid loosens up what's uh, like it, it. It opens up your nasal passages, and so it's just heat. Yeah, well, it's moisture because when you get a cold, everything gets dry and irritated. So you're supposed to just let. That's why you're supposed to inhale steam, wrap a hot towel around your head. It's about getting moisture into your body. So chicken soup for flu recipes. How to make your chicken soup a flu fighting machine? Cold busting ginger chicken noodle soup. Yeah, that, you're adding a bunch of shit that wasn't already in the original recipe, which we were told was effective. Right. Just Here we the go. fact that there is a new recipe. Makes me seem like they were lying. Mayo Clinic. Okay. These guys are fucking for real right now. Cold remedies. What works, what doesn't, what can't hurt. 
There's no cure for the common cold, but what about cold remedies that claim to make you feel better? Find out what's effective, blah, blah, blah. What works, uh, obviously, water and other fluids. You can be... That doesn't mean you have to be miserable. These remedies may help. Water and other... Water juice, clear broth, or warm lemon water with honey helps loosen congestion and prevents dehydration. Yep. Avoid alcohol, coffee. Fuck you, Mayo Clinic. And caffeinated sodas. Yep. Because they dehydrate uh, you. Salt water, apparently. A gar- oh, yeah, I've heard that. Gargling, Gargling salt, salt water, water, snorting it. Yeah. Nas- saline nasal drops. Here's chicken soup. Chicken soup might help relieve cold and flu symptoms in two ways. First, it acts as an anti-inflammatory by inhibiting the movement of neutrophil- neutrophils, immune system cells that participate in the body's inflammatory response. Don't buy it. Second, it temporarily speeds up the movement of mucus, possibly helping relieve congestion because eliminating of warm liquid. the amount of time viruses are in contact with the nose lining. But they specifically specified chicken soup. Because people are already buying it. But the first one was warm water and And warm I guarantee you water. the Mayo Clinic is partially owned by General Mills and the Kraft you Corporation. You are just taking... In what way can I still be right? The Mayo Clinic is owned by the pharmaceutical it's bullshit. Companies. They're just selling stuff, Nick. You're drowning in it. Where are you this week? Oh, man. Just admit that chicken soup is good for your colds and your soul, you son of a bitch. No, the warm liquid is good for it. But in it is also good. Its chickenness is no better than any of the other hot liquids they told you to have. It acts as an anti-inflammatory by inhibiting the movement of whatever a neutrophil is. Your voice and, isn't inflammatory. And that's different than... If it were the same thing, they wouldn't separate it from warm water with lemon. <sighs> Apologize to chickens <laughs> right now. Oh, the, po- the poor chickens that have their beaks cut off. Yeah. In the, in the pen. To help us no. feel better. No, it doesn't help. Anyway, um, listen, you guys, uh, do you live in the Sacramento area? Uh, come see me at the Sacramento Punchline. Me and Dean Del Rey will Bro. be there. Oh, killer venue. <laughs> uh, presented by All Things Comedy, everybody. Uh, we'll be there for five shows June 5th through 7th, June 20th and 21st. In San Diego, La Jolla Comedy Store, recording an album. Get your butts out there. Tell your friends that live there. Let's make it good. You get one run at this, and then it's on a digital format forever. Yeah. So let's get people out there. Go and laugh loud. Laugh loud enough that you can hear yourself on the recording and be like, that was me. Fuck yeah. And June 4th, if you live in LA, I'm doing uh, the Meltdown show. That's a good one. Best show in town. It's always fun at Meltdown Comics, hosted by Jonah Ray and Kumail Nanjiani. Five bucks. Yeah. It's a fun show. Yeah. So Sells out fast, so get tickets. Yes. And Kevin, what do you got? Uh, this week, I'm on Chelsea Lately. I oh, tape snap. it on the 4th. I think it may air on the 4th or 5th. So Fuck yeah. Look at that with your eyes. That's your second time. Yeah, it's my second time, which means I didn't fail the first time. Yeah. Yep. Um, and you'll probably do it once a week until it's done. I'd like that. That'd be great. Yeah. Um... What else do we got? That's it. Is that it? That's it. I think that's it. Yeah. Go to so Nick's taping. And enjoy Eliza Schlesinger. Took my chances on a big jet plane. Never let them tell you that we're all the same. I, I coil them at the end of... Because uh, if I don't coil them, they just get... Tied up in each other. No, I understand like the purpose of coiling. Purpose. As a film major. As a film I major. I have to say that was I'm there very a class impressed. <laughs> there was. I coiling. had to. There was about how to roll the things the right way. There, there was for wires. Fit Emerson. Yep. 
I will say in art school that we had a, there was a day where we just learned how to sharpen pencils correctly. Oh my God. For, like, we're like a school? whole day. Art Center College Design. Because you do it with a straight razor blade it, and it literally you had to sit there. So unnecessary. No, it's actually super necessary. <laughs> but like... Hold on. As opposed to a sh- just a sharpener that you Well, because you want like a really long with point. with your teeth. You want like a super long point. So you have to like shave yeah. the pencil back this slow process that takes forever. But you have to learn how to do it right. And then what? And then you draw with it. But you can make it like a real, a way wider situation. Mm-hmm. But like you did... Like one day th- he was like, today we're going to learn how to sharpen pencils. And we were all like, no, seriously. He was like, no. He's like, you paid 10 grand for this class. Yeah. Yeah. That day probably cost 600 bucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just learn how to whittle. Did they Mm -hmm. do something really artsy like, and when you're sharpening, think about your vision for what you're going to do. They were really specific and mean. Like, if you don't do this right, you won't draw right and you'll get an F. Like, they were just really cold. Wow. Um, It's just so funny because it's art, like, because it's so subjective and it's this like ambiguous thing a lot of the time. Although this was specific to figure drawing. So it was like, draw it right. Make it look like that. Okay, so I guess you need a special pencil, I guess, but it's just funny. Like, <laughs> Maybe, I'll give I you that. I just, I'm saying because it's art and it's so subjective, it's just so funny how, like, how we institutionalize or what institutions will make, like, will hold on to as like gospel. Like right. film theory, I think, is total bullshit. And like, I had to learn how to edit on a Steenbeck. And so you have to like take the, the film and cut it in half and then yeah. tape it. Tape it. Wow. And I'm like, literally no one has done this in 50 years. The only one who does it that way is Steven Spielberg. He's like the last dude. He still does it like that? He still does it like that. Yeah. You know who seems like they would do it like that is Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. It does, like, in like and a quirky little West, fun house? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and no, Wes Anderson, Wes not Paul Anderson. Thomas Anderson. Wes Anderson. Both. No, both of them. Both, both of them. Totally, yeah. But more Wes Anderson, now that I think yeah. about more it. More Wes Anderson. Yeah. And while he's waiting for the reel to, to like roll to the script, there's a, just a small Indian man who plays a ukulele in a perfect suit. You know, now in he shoots suit. his movies in Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that he just uh, talks about them and that people just write down what they think on a piece of paper and send it into a Wendy's. <laughs> it's like super meta. Someone had a good joke online where like the next Wes Anderson movie is just going to be two hours of uh, Jason Schwartzman getting fitted for a suit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like that. It's deadpan delivery. Literally yeah. could be a movie that he would make. We would watch it because it, be, it would be colored perfectly and it would have cute little flowers in the corners. They're and very beautiful. Be, I haven't seen the last, like, I, I watched the one about the kids who run away. The that's camp the, one. That's the last one I saw. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen the last two or three, I think. But then people are saying they're getting good again. They're not as obnoxious. It's so its own genre of film, so you can't even fault it. Yeah, they're specific to him. Yeah, the, it's... It's like, is it, it's Woody Allen-ish where you're like, is it a good version of that? Is he doing a good Wes Anderson? It's like film... It's like a dollhouse. Like it's a dollhouse. It's just so cute and curated. Yeah. It's like a, like a vintage shop in Los Feliz. Like, it's oh, yeah. just so perfect. Yeah. Fantastic Mr. Fox was like that. Right. If it was like you were in a, you were in a toy store in like 19... That yeah. people said was specifically really good. I like that one. Yeah. I'm, al- yeah. I was res- I'm always respectful of stop motion. I had to do an illustration for McSweeney's yeah. For their, they did a newspaper. Did you whittle properly first? I did. Okay. <laughs> I mastered it. But they made me do three separate illustrations. There were three separate articles in the paper about that Mr. Fox movie. That's how much the white people that run McSweeney's liked it. They let yeah. three writers write separate articles about liking it. This is so us. Yeah. Yeah. I was your it. illustration, did it have to do with the movie? I just, I didn't see the movie, so just some Fox stuff. Foxes. foxes fox shit they weren't paying me enough to try really super hard so just some fox stuff plus no one's looking at the illustration that goes along with the 
editorial How piece. How dare you? Yeah. That's what stops them. And then they read the article. I, it, no one's looking at it for validity. Like, oh. No, yeah. They look right. at it. They go, ah, Fox. And they see Fox. That's how they go, ah, okay. Are you yeah. Fox? I see yeah. Fox. That's yeah, how they know they're on the right article. Yeah, read well, what There you was see. a picture. There's a picture. Yeah. So yeah. this must be it. Now to learn to read. Yeah. <laughs> I always wonder about that. Yeah, the graphic artist that, like, when you read any magazine that just. What's really weird is if you write an article when they assign. I just wrote this thing for Hello Giggles and they just assigned a picture. Yeah. And it's just like you have no say in what picture they're going to put in. Yeah. I wrote this piece for Cosmo and they made a big deal. I was like, I really like my picture in it because like I'm not famous, but I, I'm not like some random girl that wrote an article. Like you yeah. asked me to write an article and they made a big deal about how there was no room on the page for a picture, like a small one that just says right. Elijah Schlesinger, comedian, no room. And when I opened the article, there was like a five by seven picture of a Persian cat because one thing I had said was about cats. And it was like a stock image of a Persian oh cat. My God. And I was like, this is what we needed the space for. And my yeah. name was like very tiny at the bottom. Persian cat got top billing. <laughs> I have it framed. They couldn't have just done half the size of the cat and then right? one of you. It's, ugh, they just didn't care. So I was cats like, win. Cats when it comes to yeah. the internet, they will win everything. Cats and uh, pandas. I saw a thing where pandas, if you, if you like preview at the top of your news story, like, and at the end, pandas, your viewership, your, your hold after like the halfway point goes up like 7%. People will leave it on and wait for pandas. What do you mean? If a story's about pandas. Oh, oh, oh. They literally will keep your viewership Because there's watching. so few. They're so few and they're they so cute. They won't fuck. If I would, I so was thinking mean. about, I would love to hug a bear, but and what top, kind? top draft pick, panda. I go oh, panda yeah, first. The but they're actually bed, fierce. Like the panda All would... bears are fierce. Right, so no, you don't want to No, not, they'd all be nice. I don't though. think koala bears are fierce. No, they're koala bears nice. are super are nice. high. Because eucalyptus is, has like it's like pot. Oh really? The leading cause of death in koala bears they get so stoned they fall out of the tree. It wasn't because they're bored with themselves. They're just they're super stoned. They are bored. All they do is sit and eat leaves and then they get super looped fall. and fall out of the tree. I would love to see a koala falling. Yeah, and just wake up like Whoa. koala yeah, fall. Yeah, Not cool, bro. Um, I don't I don't want to hug a bear. I really? Would like, I would like a capybara. What are those? I, I feel like you would know this. A capybara is a giant rodent about half of my size. Like a nutria? Mm-hmm, but not as gross. Like, they don't have gross tails. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll show you right now. Are they South American? I think it Those is. Those ones? We're not, no, not... Uh, what's, the, what's the mean one that everyone looks for? Chupacabra. Not that. No. Well, that's a fictional one. It's not a ghost. It's a, no, Chupacabra. Well, we don't know. Chupacabra the is definitely fictional. Uh, There's you know no what? we don't know. Look, I didn't come here to be preached to. <laughs> <It's> all right? <laughs> so we all came from Adam and Eve and Chupacabra's a real thing. Uh, this is a capybara. This is my capybara. Look at those little, little legs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've seen those. You can have these, like, I just love one in there. Like a sweet. giant guinea pig. Yeah. yeah. How big is that? It's big. Like pounds. Like 20 pounds? I'm bad with Can numbers. you put a saddle on it and It's ride bigger it? than my dog. Can you, you can't ride it. Well, you could probably, if you were a baby, because there's, uh. like, big ones. But anyway, I want I would a raccoon pet. Okay. Let's talk about raccoons. Okay. Okay. So. They're in my backyard all the time. That's why I. Oh, like really? Them. Yeah. So when I was in somewhere rural recently, I was talking about raccoons and I had this idea about how I wanted to, if I live somewhere where there was nature, when I have children, I'd like to put, because raccoons have these like little hands and yeah. they get in your garbage. They look tiny. They look like we're in tiny black gloves. The little black gloves and they've yeah. got, I think they have like an opposable thumb. Pretty close. Right. So they almost beat us in terms of like evolution. Like yep. we could have, they could have been us. Yep. I think about this all the time. Oh man, giant raccoon people would have been dope. It would have been great. They just break into our houses constantly. They just robbing and each steal other. Our shit, <laughs> yeah. burglars. Like, well, I've got, I've got a Where? mask on my face. Ah, you're so cute. You can have everything. So they're so <laughs> cute and tired, but they're they're conniving. So what I want to do <laughs> is put gold paint around my garbage. Let the raccoons come, and then they walk through the gold paint. And in the morning, 
they would leave like all these little handprints and I would tell my kids that the garbage fairy came. <laughs> and uh-huh. I was on stage and I was just like really sick and just kind of talking, no prepared material. And I was talking about this and this girl started talking and she was pretty enough that I was like, I'm not going to tell you to stop talking. And so she kept talking about raccoons and she said that she had a baby raccoon growing up and it died. And I asked her how it died. Baby raccoons can't fart. Okay. They lack the ability to fart, okay. which prompted me to do an impression of the raccoon ex- exploding. Cause right. that's what happens if they eat too much or it gets, if it doesn't digest properly, they, from the inside out, they explode. It's like how if you give a pelican Alka-Seltzer, its stomachs explode. Yeah, or rice to yeah. a, a thing, yeah. a dove <laughs> to a thing. Uh, but I just had this image of this like raccoon at like the vet, and it's like, my tummy sure hurts. I'm sure everything will be all right. I think I'm going to grow up to be a lawyer. I'm going to do something real good with my life. Ow, my tummy. Why does it... And then it's just oh, done. Oh, poor raccoon. So I think that my next hour will just be me imitating that baby raccoon. <laughs> just dying. Just trip to the doctor. <laughs> they can't what fart. What it ate. Yeah, they can't fart. I thought that was crazy. I would and definitely that's how feed. they fucking die? That's would, how baby raccoons... Eventually, they grow up to learn how to fart, I guess. So the best way to get rid of raccoons in your yard is to just like leave burritos lying around. Burritos. But I think it's only for the babies. Uh, like, I think adult uh, raccoons can fart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good album title. I think adult raccoons can fart. Colon, the things we learned from audience members from Michigan. I want you to yeah. not do any research about this at all it should all be complete speculation yeah it's just in theory who's gonna prove you wrong if i yell it more people will believe me i think a whole album of like total conjecture not like you're like i heard from a guy that baby raccoons can't you know what that's called most of stand-up comedy oh yeah (laughs) it's just people i think this is true and we just don't put i think we just say it i've recently started going this may not be true and then just saying it anyways because i don't care because sometimes long, you, you, know. you think of stuff and then you actually find out what the facts are and then you're like, well, that kills the whole bit. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's much better if this is totally not true. Yeah. People will go with it. I'm not the Daily Show. Don't take, literally, please don't take me seriously. But if you're yeah. going to a comedy show to get your facts, there's something wrong with you. And if you don't take it with a grain of salt, whatever that means. Uh, it drives me insane how, in the last you know couple of years, how people will get the angriest at comedians when they say something potentially offensive. Yeah. yeah as opposed to the actual news or people with real influence. Yeah, take in it out on him. Yeah, social, um, social or political issues. And then they get pissed off at the guy telling the joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're like, where do you think we got it from? But also yeah. that's the magic of Twitter because we're, we're, uh, you can reach us. And yeah. we, you know. I tend to not ever try to not ever tweet anything serious just because it seems sort of silly to have it bookended. Like something genuine by the whatever dumb thing I said before that. See, yeah. I think when and you, after, <laughs> I think if yeah. you write everything silly and then you do say something genuine once in a while, it has more gravitas uh, than if you're just always writing like inspirational quotes or always being goofy. I think that's true on that day, but if someone like went back and they're just like dumb joke, dumb joke, dumb joke, dumb joke, dumb joke, fucking this thing, and they're like, wait, oh, I can't tell what's going on here. Right. I, I mean, I think it just work. I don't know. I feel. There's just something about the context. Because when I see people get hyper preachy, and there's a difference between being preachy and being mad. Yeah. Mad, it to me seems better. Makes more sense. A passion about whatever issue. Yeah. I think you. And then people are like, are you mad? And you're like, no, I'm just saying. And it's like, no, I'm actually very mad. I'm actually sitting here sweating on my couch. Yeah. I I go the opposite way and I freely mix goofy tweets with like legit tweets i was tweeting about like the nba game the nba game the, the playoff game the other day and then i was like i have something to say about gun control and i just went <laughs> off yeah I if saw you don't that. yeah and if you don't like it i'm first of all i'm right so there's that but if yeah. you don't like it don't follow me 
I'm not running for political office. My opinions will. I'm not going to hurt anyone. Certainly yeah. not going to hurt anyone as much as a gun. Yeah. And then people got really angry. But the good news is, if you ever argue an issue, an issue that's a liberal issue, if you side with the liberals, less people. I, I don't know. I took because I took the liberal stance on this. You I felt less, less of a need shit. to defend myself. Yeah, because more people were agreeing with me. Right. Um, versus if I was like, you shouldn't be allowed to have an abortion, then that would be difficult. Right. I'd also be insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Most of your I followers were like, wait, what? Who is this now? I was like, no, you I really hacked. think that. Yeah. Tweet that, tweet your tweet that right account. now, and then it. we'll check on the responses at the end of the uh, episode. Absolutely not. <laughs> Her oh. phone just explodes. <laughs> oh Her phone God. can't fart, and it just blew up. This just in, female comic does an abortion joke, but just dead serious. Oh, well, we thought it was okay. Someone uh, would do really well if they created like an Ann Coulter type Stand-up character? That's like Stephen Colbert. Yeah. But it is. So, uh, a female comic could do really well with that because no one does that. That's, I mean... Like Lady Dennis Miller? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. When do you ever see that? There's like, like a, a handful of dudes character? that do that. Yeah. I mean, do you think there's a southern, like kind of blue-collar Nancy equivalent? Grace. Nancy Grace. Yeah, yeah. Like, Nightmare. is there like a comedian that's like the equivalent of that? Not that I've ever seen or heard. So that? you're saying like all of her jokes would be like pro right wing, but in in the joke itself, it's yeah, that kind of like of like Dennis Blair, I think, where he's like, "Hey, I say we bomb and count turbans after," like that kind of a thing. Yeah, <laughs> right. But I think Dennis Miller is like serious about that now. He is. Yeah, that's how it, that's I think most trip. people actually think that it's actually crazy. What if you get Americans alone in a room? There is a line what people actually think. Like there was a a line in that movie Syriana and Matt Damon's character goes, "Do you really want to know what we think, of you guys?" Because we think a uh, hundred years ago you're running around cutting each other's heads off in the desert, and a hundred years from now you'll be doing the same thing. It's like we don't give a fuck. I I've and talked the guy to. I was like, that's a bummer. He's like, oh, <laughs> dude, bummer. <laughs> I mean, if you talk to, I know, I'm not saying all military people, but I've done a lot of military gigs, and if you really you get have. one of them one on one, and you're like, what do you really think about this region that you like have to respect because you know they're housing you or you're there and they're just like fucking bomb all of them and you're allowed to say that being over there and exhausted and you're at risk every day like these are not your allies it's similar to cops where you're just like they're exposed to a thing where they're like these fucking they're in it and we're not so yeah. they can say whatever they want um, but they're not going to do it that's the difference like they're still going to carry out law they're not going to yeah so I guess it's well, just a product of frustration sure they'll like fucking destroy it all like obviously you know, you're in a bad situation right. you're an occupier the people don't want you there it's not it's a bad situation when we went to Qatar went for New Year's Eve and they it's so weird because as a I'm gonna say this as a white American I'm very I'm very comfortable with my plush civil liberties and yeah. my amendments and all that stuff and leaving the base They've got the Qatari police, Qatari teenage riot. They have the Qatari police <laughs> who are absolute bi- bullshit and they're wearing like, like donated uniforms. Like there's nothing austere or respectable about these people. But they, after you leave the base, they then, like it's their jurisdiction. Yeah. But so donated from where though? I'm just saying like it doesn't look like, oh. like oh, your police, like oh, our like uniforms are shiny. Like our Halloween yeah. cop costume. Yeah. Like, like are you wearing a Georgetown t-shirt? Yeah. <laughs> Buffalo Bills Super Bowl shirt. Totally. <laughs> and so, but they screened our bags and they made us take everything, well, there was like 15 of us, take everything out of the van, open everything up, put it through an x-ray. They weren't even looking. Yeah. And they did it because they could for no real reason and it's like shit like that. Like there's no, what do you think? We just left an American military base. What do you think I have yeah. that I'm like, or even coming in, like what would I be bringing as an American to a base that you have to guard me against for my own people? And what's going to be more effective than these soldiers with their giant guns? Exactly. 
Like that guy has a a, a rocket launcher. It was just <laughs> it was to sh- like even if I've put together the dopest shampoo bomb. In my shoes. In my shoes. This rocket launcher is going to be way... That I got here from the airport. You know what you should do next time? What I would do if I was a girl going through that, because they're they're so sexist, you know, with their, like, backwards laws. I would have a backpack full of lingerie (laughs) and vibrators. (laughs) And make them touch it. And then when they're unloading it, they'd just be looking at it, and then I would be like... We have way more fun on American just military bases. Uh, yeah. Just and the then grab my bag part. and walk off. Because it's so weird. When I went to uh, Dubai. Not Dubai. That's not where I went. What's the other one? Totally blanking now. Kuwait. No. Yemen. Saudi Arabia. Afghanistan. Dallas. Uzbekistan. Nope. It's the Lebanon, one that's got Israel. like a bunch of... Um, Kuwait. Kuwait's why am I blanking stuff. on this? United Arab Emirates. No. Oh, my God. Uh, Iraq. Iran. Syria. No. I've listed Solid. most of the Middle East. It's a... Uh, it's, uh, Please say Phoenix. We landed there. It's where our tour Pakistan. started. It's not. Uh, oh my god, where were we now? That I look so stupid. The point. It's. It's. Okay, I'm gonna come back. Is to it in the Middle East? East? Yes, in the Middle East. It's. Uh, it's off the. I mean, it's got the Persian Gulf right there. Uh, wow, what did I miss? Oh my god. Baghdad. <laughs> no, it was like nice. Uh, Dubai is like the nicest, and that's I can't part of the UAE. Happening. It wasn't Dubai. It was, oh my fucking God. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm just, uh, uh, maybe because of the no, This is how sick this. I am. No. Yeah. We're like wait. I always, uh, we're gonna wait. I don't even know what I'm you looking for. You just think for. all Arab countries look the same. I don't want you to <laughs> I do. use your phone. I just yeah, look use, it up. Okay, fine. This is allowed. You can use your phone to look I it up. I want you to silently try to find it. It's going to be, I, uh, it's going to be awful if, uh, I wonder what I didn't list off. You listed a lot I, of Especially if, if, I, if I'm like, if at the end I'm like, it is Dubai. Oops. It's going to be so annoying. <laughs> the whole time. Uh, it was the first thing you said. <laughs> I have never. Oh, my God. I really admire. Have you ever done military shows? No. I actually really, 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 really admire the comics. Bahrain. Bahrain. Oh. <sighs> I have a lot of respect for the comics to go do that because I don't think I will ever. Um, yeah, me neither. Why not? I hate travel. <sighs> that amount of travel scares the shit out of me. Well, it depends on who you do it with. I wrote a letter when I went over to Qatar. I wrote a letter to uh, Emirat, Emirates, Emirates Airlines. And I was like, she's a celebrity. She has over 50,000 Twitter followers. that many. <laughs> and I told them, and they upgraded me and Mark Ellis's flight. Oh, that's nice. Because I was like, I'm not fucking sitting at a 90 degree angle all the way to the Middle East. Yeah. And they upgraded us. That was awesome. <laughs> wow. But my point is, when we went to Bahrain, we stayed in like a five-star hotel. And sometimes in the Middle East, you'll have these like hotels that are kind of like sovereign territory. Like you can do whatever you want there. And so there's all these like sheiks and all these people from all different parts of the Middle East. And they don't look at American women with like lust. Like they think we're filthy because we're not like covered head to toe. Right. But because yeah. I knew I was safe in the hotel, I went up to my room. I put on these smallest shorts. And if anyone see me work out, you know, I have small shorts. Yeah. Small sh- and at the time I had long hair and I put on like just a sports bra and I went to go work out and I marched back and forth through that lobby like six times before I finally went just looking all of them right in the eye and they would like look away and I would just be like this is what it fucking looks like <laughs> yeah. suck it this is America it bitch. felt so good you on the floor <laughs> oh yeah that is you're just pouring Gatorade over your own head awesome <laughs> sugar yeah it's pretty rare you get to do something that specific right in your fucking face yeah. Ahmed sorry that sounds so racist and it's not about that but they were looking at me like I was such filth yeah. And it's weird because I didn't feel like I was filth trying to prove something. I felt like I'm super fucking hot. You're garbage. And so we just, and we'll never be married. <laughs> it was a real Mexican standoff. Have you always been this modest? <laughs> <laughs> just, compared, just compared to, it's not even, you know, yes. yes I, I saw you once at the store 
some someone was saying something about your ass or something. I made some joke, and you're like, you said something to the effect of like. They're like, yeah, I show it off. I work really hard for it, and it looks great. <laughs> Probably did say that. And then you went like right back to material. I was like, whoa. I think. I mean, it's part of it's a joke. I mean, obviously, like, well, I don't, yeah. But I don't think like I'm a I'm model. Gotta laugh. <laughs> no, for sure, because yeah. it's. I mean, for anyone to be that boastful is ridiculous. But it's also as a woman, I feel this thing with our society where it's this mixed message where society tells women you got to be perfect. You got to have blonde hair and be thin and have mm. huge boobs. Otherwise, you know, you got to be this perfect archetype. You have to look good. But when you do look good, please make sure you cover it up so you don't make other people and insecure. And in no way feel good about it. Yeah. yeah. And please just always question it. And I'm yeah. at a, I have insecurities, but I refuse to allow my body to be one of them. Right. Uh-huh. I've insecurities about other things. And so it's just the one area where I think other women are insecure and I have parts of my body I don't like, but I just don't feel the need to fake being humble. If I don't like something, I cover it up. But like, I just, I do that to be like, yeah, you said you wanted me to have flat abs. So I do. What's the big fucking problem? Yeah. Like what this, I gave you what you begged for. Are you not entertained? <laughs> Is that yeah, why, where for? the idea for your album cover came from? Nice. Uh, <laughs> I did it for two reasons. I did it one because I could. And two, simply for marketing. Okay. Simply because. That's good. Yeah. You're sitting there on that's an iPad. That's my Max, it's a, it's my friend. Catching. That's the only reason I did it. Yeah. My friend Max Collins told me his A and R guy was like, "If you get in good enough shape to take off your shirt, you'll sell an extra fifty thousand albums." There Just because you, you are a hot person, right? It's not. It's across. It, it it for men and women. It's like if you get hot enough to where you can, we can take a photograph of you without a shirt on. You'll sell an extra. That like, oh yeah. It literally translates to actual. It's tra- translates well, to sex cells. My and my thought was this: <laughs> if you're sitting on a plane, you got an iPad, and it's like a white guy holding a microphone and then there's my picture next to it, you will click on mine sh- merely out of curiosity. And yeah. for the first 20 seconds, you'll be disappointed that I'm not naked. Right. But then I was confident enough in the material that it would make you stay. Right. Yeah. So that's why I did it. If I had horrible dick jokes and it was like the worst like 36 minutes of comedy with like a bunch of like horrible pauses, mm-hmm. then I'd be a bad person for right. doing that. Because yeah, that it surprised me when I saw it because on stage you dress like, I mean, just nor I mean, I don't want to say normal. Cause, but the normal lesbian. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just, you, I mean, you dress casual there. Yeah, very. That's the best way to put it, I guess. Because you have to. You can't go on stage like with, like with parts of your body hanging out because you can, but it just creates an extra hurdle for the audience to have to get past before they'll listen. Yeah. Um, and so it's just, you have to, it's about knowing what you look like. Like you can't get on stage and talk about being out of shape. Like you're in good shape and you're like a tall guy. Yeah. Like so even though you might feel out of shape, like as a comic you have to be so aware of what you look like, what the audience thinks you look like, and yeah. what you actually look like. What you are compared to other yeah. people. Yeah. Right. And so I don't want to go on stage. I've gone on stage in white jeans before, horrible set. Really? Like, oh my god, white jeans. Even when my pants are too tight, I have to address it. Because there's especially as a woman, they're staring at you to like see your flaws. So you either address them up front mm-hmm. or you just wear something that is just unassuming. That's why I only wear t shirts on stage. Yeah. But that's it. Just, yeah, if I ever wear something weird that's not casual enough, I have to say something about it. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. people are like, why are you dressed like that for a stand-up? I, think for sure. inter- I, I, I don't know that anything I even we- ever wear has had any effect, but I think it does in my head. I think that's it, too. And so you feel the need. If, if you always wore suits, you would never say anything. But because it's yeah. on your mind, you think people are looking, and they might not be. In my yeah, case, yeah. if I wear a tank top, I know you're looking. But a suit's even more normal than like if I'm wearing like... Something super obnoxious and hipstery. Sure. Like I'm wearing like a plaid shirt and a tie and a yeah. cardigan or Especially whatever. If, if you don't it, do well. 
and you're like yeah then it, oh. yeah if you're up at like 12 30 oh. and you're just like fucking around there's no Bombing one there in an ascot what a bump <laughs> yeah it would that would look kind of weird i almost think that that's the thing like the suit in this point at this point is sort of out of context if i saw like you know a, a comedy store lineup of just a bunch of very casual dressed people and then yeah. suit person pops up it'd be like I had a thing. I was at a fucking thing. Yeah. Like, you just look like, hey, everybody. Like, My you friend look like you know, is brown. Yeah, it's just like, what the hell? Like, why are you, what are you what's going on? Argus here? only wears suits, but he harkens back to a different era. But his Who age does? makes Argus. you. Oh, yeah, yeah. But his age, you're like, yeah, you're older. He, he would look, in casual clothes, you'd be like, oh, no. Like, right. Ryan Stout wears, or used to wear suits all the time. He yeah. still does a that lot. That was a choice he made. Yeah. Um, I think it's just about. What you're com- if you're super comfortable, like I would never feel the need. Even when I dress casually, I always make fun of myself a little bit, and that's what you have to if you're gonna make yeah. the, uh, as people make an instant judgment on you the second you walk on stage. And then if, if you can call them on that judgment, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm in your fucking head. I know what you're thinking. Yeah, then they'll worship you. It's just another level. I don't. It's it's a it's a thing I don't have to deal with as a dude. Really, no, you I can get away you- with the most casual shit. Yeah, no, you can wear casual. He's just saying, like, if you went on stage in that tank top. Like See, I would love to, but I don't think I can. No, I you would spend the whole totally set explaining could. yourself. No shit. He could, and you know what? If you talk about it at first, then people get over it. Like, it's in the acknowledging of it that yeah. people get over it. Or I, I think the acknowledging of it or the complete lack of addressing it on any level to where it's like, what, dude? You're, gonna look at my, you're not listening? You're, su- you're such a dullard. You're not listening. I feel like if it, dullard. Was, <laughs> if it was hot enough that day, you wouldn't have to address it. I remember it, I did a show like, oh, with sense. Natasha, and there was a kid on there with shorts, and I was like, really? Shorts? And he yeah. kept his backpack on That's, while he was on stage. He should be shot. He fucking killed. Who was he? He's 21 years old. He should be shot for having I that backpack. I forget backpack. his name, but he was fucking funny. <laughs> there might have been something in his backpack that he used. I wasn't paying attention the whole okay, set. Okay, well, then that's okay. But still, I was like, dang. But he was so super young. You're like, yeah, man. These are your clothes. I think it, it's all about what you're talking about on stage, what your persona is. I'm not going to say the name. There was a girl who went on at the comedy store and she wore her coat the entire time. And I felt that that, like, I, I can't wear glasses on stage because I don't normally wear glasses and I feel like it puts a barrier between me and the audience. And that's because I never wear them. Uh-huh. She wore her fucking winter coat the whole time and she sucks. And I will forever. <laughs> was it like the summer and she was doing It that? wasn't that cold. Okay. There was no reason to wear it other than you fucking suck. I guess it's never suck. that cold to wear a winter coat no, in LA. Especially inside. Indoors, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will always remember her as the horrible shitty female comic that wore a winter coat on stage and if i ever see her if we ever talk to each other i'm gonna be like you wore a winter coat on stage you suck <laughs> years ago she's like, i don't even remember this yeah i'll be like you're gonna pretend like you don't know i, who do I have am, a but specific do. memory of a guy i don't remember his name at the laugh factory and he wore jean shorts and he was like a guy in his 40s he was a new york comic and he just all his he you could tell he only did stand up in new york all his jokes were about Puerto Ricans <laughs> and like not even not so much like because he was Puerto Rican not about Puerto Ricans but like trying to get the crowd like because you know we Puerto Ricans do it and we're like there's not a we don't we don't really have those here none yeah. he was none. bombing and and in jean shorts I was like you're a fucking pile of shit I hated him so much you're, you're mad also because it's like know your audience like yeah, I'm sorry this lying. isn't the seller yeah. like yeah. how do you play Peoria like, yeah, like, and also, like, dude, so you fucking arrogant. He was like, dude, what the fuck? He's like, Puerto Ricans, we do it like this. You're like, dude, we don't. I have no idea. This is new information to me, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna be like, hell yeah, because I don't know. I have that. no idea what you do. Jean shorts. Ugh. All you have to do is say Mexican, and people will go along with it. I know that sounds so racist, but it's true. Yeah. When I do jokes on the East Coast, if I ever say something about Mexicans, not that I have any Mexican jokes, I'll be like, or in your case, Puerto Rican, and they groan. But I'm like, 
It's one Latin, they're both a Latin language and it's a similar flavor. So yeah. give me a fucking break. Yeah. No, the West Coast, you, most people immigrate from that are Latin or from Mexico and, and uh, the other. Yeah. Sp- they're, it's it's the called the diaspora are, the for con- Latins. The countries are over there. So they yeah. go to the closest place. People are so quick to be like, ooh, and you're like, it's a, look at a map. Dude, moaners are the worst. The worst. There's more of them than ever. There's more of them than ever. <laughs> than ever. Multiplying. I had a moaner. The age of being offended. It's when you don't it's get the it. Worst. I like. It's like I, a I default. Get it. There was one at the store Saturday. This woman from Dallas, and she <gasps> would just go oh at things that weren't even. I wanted to. I wanted to take. I wanted to kill her and her husband. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I was just I, like, you guys. It makes you are look stupid. It makes you look ignorant. Well, her because the crowd wasn't huge, so her going. Oh, every time I set a premise, I think it shaved probably 4% off the amount of laughs I got. Yeah. And I was just like, you're affecting my life right now, and you're not allowed. <laughs> and you can't tear it because her husband's there. It's too early. Her, yeah. It's too early. I was first. I can't be like, hey, bitch face. I can't remember what the premise was. <laughs> I think I was there that night. I was setting up something or just making no. an offhanded comment about something that happened. Let's say, for example, it was like the Boston Marathon, and it was a month later... And I go, oh, something like the Boston Marathon. And then someone go, well, someone went, careful. Oh, my God. I'm like, are you, did you just careful me? Like, you need to, like, I'm in a, you're a teacher and I'm a student. Yeah. yeah. And did you're you fucking say, showing me the ropes. Yeah. Did you freak out on them? I told him, I'm like, if you're going to be offended, leave now and just write the blog now. <laughs> right. About blog, what was yeah, offensive yeah. this whole night to you. Because yeah. fuck you. Fuck yeah. you. Anything anyone wants to say will be said tonight. What is if you weird? don't like it, leave. so as long as we're making fun of things that don't bother you, it's okay. So as long yeah. as I'm making fun of myself, it's okay. Selective indignation is the fucking worst. Oh, if, good call. You if, mean all of Los Angeles? If it's comics the worst. literally sat down and took every bit and went, could this offend somebody? There would be no stand-up comedy. I was right. I you couldn't do a West. bit on anything. Yeah. There's someone I follow Absolutely. on Twitter who's really funny. I think she's consistently funny. In fact, she wrote a joke last week that I replied to. I was like, this is a perfect joke. She wrote a perfect Twitter joke. Oh, I know. Yeah, who that the is. Next, who is it? Uh, her name's Maggie Mull. Okay. She's a comedy writer, but she wrote a joke that was so good. It was, I like my men like I like my light bulbs, soft, white, and turned on by ACDC. <laughs> I was like, that's <laughs> fucking... It was, it that's was great. On that's three the levels. perfect really version of the I like my this like I yeah. like my this. And I was like, that's yeah. a perfect joke. That's and I literally <laughs> told her and retweeted it. Yeah. Two days later, she tweeted a joke. I've never once felt bad for a missing hiker. Now, I could specifically get okay, extremely right, offended. Right. Oh, yeah. I could wow. get really wow. bummed. Yeah. I could be, be like, ha. And I saw it. I was like, oh, oh, come on. <laughs> I was like, come on, bro. Come yeah. on. Yeah, but yeah. I was like, dude, this is your hyper-specific issue. Sure. Yeah. And it's not. And by the way, I've thought the same thing when some fucking dickhead college kid gets lost in Iran. You're like, hey, bro, why were you hiking in Iran? Yeah. Right. I, I'm like, dummy, get out of there. I've thought the exact same thing. And I was like, "This is your, this is your test. This is your selective indignation. Like you, I, I could unfollow her, maybe just mute her for a couple hours or whatever." I was like, "No, man, it's just a fucking joke. Like, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Because here's the thing. I this is so such a weird girl thing. It was like a RuPaul quote the other day, oh, and it was basically she's so some, special. She's, she's don't get me started. Great. But she's iconic. You, she, she's iconic and it was something like if you spend your life trying to get other people to change the way they think like you're always going to be disappointed yeah now granted uh-huh. if for certain things like people do need to be uh, brainwashed a little bit like you need to sure. think the way I think on some things but for something like that like let's say you tweet her back she's going to think you're a, a, a shithead that can't take a joke yeah and it's not going to change her way of thinking it's just going to make you look bad there's so many moments where I wish I could have stopped and been like if I just didn't give into it it's not going to help there's anything. also nothing to give into 
uh, there's to feed my into own, what I mean. There's only my own thing to give into. Right. There has nothing to do with her uh, whatsoever. I, as long as you let me say what I want, like when people mm-hmm. come at you or like with, with the comment that person made her on Twitter when people come at you, it's like, I'm going to keep tweeting what I want yeah. because of my rights and I'm, it's not going to stop. And whatever you tweet at me is only going to make me do more of it. Well, that's when, when that thing happened between or when Tosh got in trouble. I remember yeah. I was talking to Neil Brandon. He goes, they're coming for all of us. He goes, it's just going to be, it's whoever's turn it is. So that's yeah. the thing. It, that's, that's the new rule. It's like, so we're la- everyone gets it now. Either we have to be okay with everyone saying everything or every, everyone gets it. It's just someone's turn. It's not even that you, you should be okay with everyone saying anything they want. But if someone says something that you don't agree with, instead of like demanding an apology, which is never going to be sincere, it's right. just going to be a product of PR where they go, Literally, apologize yeah. to save your ass. They're going to do it. But nothing has been solved. They've just apologized and the world stays the same. Yeah. But if you decide to protest someone by no longer watching their TV show or buying yeah. their shit, they go away. Apathy right. like, is the sincerest part. Absolutely. Now, so effective. Comedians now, remember like eight or ten years ago or something, there used to be way more uh, homophobic jokes right. where people would do the gay accent or use yep. the word faggot mm-hmm. as a, literally as a punchline. Or line. that's yeah. so gay. So now, instead of like you know, you demanding apologies or yelling at people, people have just kind of stopped laughing at that stuff. Yeah, this doesn't work. And now well, how many comics do you hear saying the word faggot? Yeah. Also because it makes you look unenlightened. Nobody. And like comedy has evolved and because gay rights have become such a topic du jour, yeah. it's, if you do that joke, it just makes you look unfunny and unintelligent. You're a hack. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, a, it's an airplane food joke. It's a Clinton joke. Yeah. It's just you look like a hack. It's like, yeah. oh, you're, you are doing old shit. It just makes you look like you're not sharp at all. It's like, oh, you don't know what's happening in the world. I do. If I, if I'm, I've done this several times on Twitter. If somebody, I have no, and I've said this several times. If I write something that you don't like, you are more than welcome to write something back. Uh-huh. And we could have a banter. We could joke around. As long as it's under the guise of, look, I really like you, but here's what I think. I have no issue with the debate. Sure. The second you call me the C word or you say something horrible to me, I block you without saying anything. We've also lost your right to be taken seriously. Absolutely. Because you yeah. made it angry and you made it personal. You, you said you hope I die when I was making a joke about raspberries. Yeah, it'd be like if someone, yeah. you're like, hey, how do I change batteries? And they screamed it at you. Yeah. Like, well, I don't even believe yeah. you. If you were a fucking yeah. idiot. Oh, you're, you're a like, crazy oh. person. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I made a joke about panda rape and yeah. you took that personally. Well, you must be blocked. Yeah. I'd rather have no followers than stupid followers. I blocked, I hadn't blocked anyone in a while and I blocked uh, a girl because she did that thing where it's like, I have no, I've been following Kevin Christie for a week and I have no idea who he is. I was like, well, then we'll never have blocked. To, and then you're blocked. And in a weird way, like, then they know they kind of got to you, but it's like, I don't have to deal with you ever again. And if you're enjoying following me and you were trying to get my attention, now you don't get any of me. Well, that's yeah. also, I, I looked at her, I was like, oh yeah, that girl's faved me a bunch. I was like, ah, oh, fuck you. Yeah. Like, you don't get to like, she's still being a dick. You don't get to like tag my name. No. And like, do that to me. Like, why? You don't get to say that. Like, eh, fuck you, man. The other thing I don't like is when people like join into a conversation and they write something shitty and then you look on their thing and they're not following you. Yeah, like, so you're just going to get your jabs in? Yeah. Block and someone report. Re- someone took a, th- a joke I made about gluten and literally... Took that personally? No, they took <laughs> it and retweeted it at a celebrity whose specific <laughs> issue is getting gluten out of... What is Paltrow? Out of diets. No, it was, it was someone like Kate Walsh. It was, a, it was an act... No, no. Kirstie Alley? No, it was someone else. But and and tweeted it Kuwait, at her. Bahrain, Saudi and then, Arabia. And then, so then the actress <laughs> who had like fifty thousand followers was like, "I don't find this funny because blah blah similac disease." And I was like, "Fuck you both!" I blocked celiac. both of celiac. Celiac like, is like breast milk. Yes, yeah, bre- breast milk. <laughs> All right. And I blocked them both. I was like you're you're a you're an asshole. Yeah. Mm. I made a gluten joke. Totally. And like you're like literally an asshole. 
It's I moreover babies. It, and people like taking your thing. I hate when if I say something like if I want to tweet an angry thing at Kim Kardashian, I would write at Kim Kardashian. If I feel like just making an innocuous statement, I hate when people will then direct it at that celebrity. Yeah. Like trying to start shit, which is fine. Like I did say it, but yeah. I don't like shit starters. Does that make sense? Well, also they wouldn't do it themselves. They're like, oh, they're, they're they a narc. They're a snitch. Total narc. Mm-hmm. Hey. I mean, I saw, I saw somebody because, you know, Dalia got in a little bit of trouble and they... They were, I've seen a few people saying things about what he said without tagging his name. Yeah. Other comedians. It's gutless. Too. And, it's yeah. like if, and that's the other thing. Like, as a comedian, I, you do risk a big part of your life by putting your voice out there. My mom gets mad at me all the time because she's like, they know where you live. If you're listed in the <laughs> phone book, uh, yeah. they can see you. And that's true. If you don't like me, true. you could come to a show and do something. And that's a reality that you really do face when you get on stage. You can't see the audience. And I think about that. Yeah. And it's a very brave, ridiculous thing to do for a living. Right. But it's like I'm putting, I'm brave enough to put my face out there with my opinions. Right. And you, you hide behind the anonymity of your shitty avatar and your bullshit screen name and you shout things at me. Yeah. You're weak. Yeah. I can't stand weakness. It is weak. If you have the balls to put yourself out there with your name, I could respect it as long as you're not an asshole about it. Well, the internet is like the express lane <laughs> for Sorry. weak people. Yeah. It's, their per- it's, the perfect, it's the perfect avenue for them. Yeah, especially Twitter. It's like where losers go to feel smart. Twitter and oh, comments. It's like, sections. here's my opinion. It's like you didn't think it out. You're just reacting and you're looking for trouble. And usually they just want attention. Then when you give to them, they're like, love you. And you're like, oh, fuck, I gave it to them. Yeah. yeah. And that got them through their like, Last couple hours in their shitty office At job somewhere in Idaho. Absolutely. We always pick the worst states. That's so I know, yeah. Those I always boring. say Michigan. Yeah, for me, it's always like, what state do I never want to live in? You, oh, gotta yeah. go. you, could just, you just always go Florida. It's the worst yeah. state. And they're always shocked when you tell them that. I'm like, you know it's garbage town. Yeah. yeah. Neil had something where he mentioned Tampa. Or he's like... He's Ebor talking State. about how he has a joke about <laughs> comment section. He's like, yeah, you know, like, you know, Mo, uh, uh, Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. He's like, you know, arguably yeah. the greatest... He goes ten thousand dislikes on YouTube. He goes, he goes ten thousand dislikes. Yeah. It's like fuck you, Mozart, or fuck you, Beethoven, because I live in Tampa. He's like that joke is contingent on all of us acknowledging that Tampa is a shithole. Exactly. Yeah. Have you been to Ebor City? Yeah. It's where the Tampa Improv is. Ebor City. Know. It's just. It's almost like it's you know like tumbleweeds used to go by in like the old west like it's that but instead of tumbleweeds it's just like drunk girls and like homeless people and they just go and it, you Jesus. can't go out without like security like it's just so gross and scary uh, the Tampa Improv is? So the, I mean I love Tampa Improv the t- <laughs> everybody knows the club the club's great okay uh, but Ybor City is garbage town um, there are, you forget that there are places in the country that are <laughs> literally desolate yeah. they're economically desolate so Baltimore. there is that like people just walking around with nothing I think nothing. Florida's yeah. Baltimore's like, like that yeah culturally desolate yeah, because they have cities with like a bunch of stuff in them. But yeah. so when you're there, you're like, what decade is it? Right? Even now? Miami's gross. I think about Miami's gross. Yeah, my parents live in Florida because they're Jewish. And Boca, no, <laughs> Naples, nicer. But if you think about, because I've, I've thought extensively about the state of Florida and the state of Florida. Um, if you think about what's there, this like weird heterogeneous mixture of you have. Okay, so the sun plays a lot into it. I do believe the hotter the country, the crazier the people are. The okay? dumber, for sure. I, or dumber no one's indoors reading they're outside no, of the yeah. beach somebody made a joke who was it somebody said, I think it was not Pat not, it was, maybe it was Joe Rogan Joe Rogan said to me in the airport he was like if you tried to open up a library in Miami you'd starve to death 
<laughs> or it was a bookstore or something like I that. I saw a bookstore in Miami, a cool one. I was like, what? Well, how? How? What? What? How? So you've got all these. Like, sir, this is a historical landmark. I'm so yeah. surprised. Yeah. The art, there's like a huge art fair there. I still can't wrap my head around it. Oh, you yeah. what? Art fair? There's a huge art it's fair in Miami. It's probably like Cuban art. No, it's super popular. Everyone, like everyone from all over the world, goes. It's like a big deal. But for some reason, it's in fucking Miami. It's maybe they Miami's just have it so there for an excuse to also go to the beach. Yeah, and there's and tons kind of, of money. But know. in general, you have like for most of Florida, it's the elderly. So there's not a ton of culture there because they're just trying to live out the life comfortably. I know it sounds bad, but like yeah. my parents have like a life of luxury. Poor circulation. They need warm weather. And the dry, weather. the dry air is better for you when you're older. It's just it's not cold. You don't want to be cold and old. Because yeah. then you get sick and die. Yep. And you can be outside. So you've got uh, old people. Then you've got all these people because they're outdoors. There's a huge focus on being fit and in shape. And that isn't really, doesn't really go hand in hand with being intelligent and being book smart and focusing right. on academics. Yeah. Uh, and then you have a huge immigrant population, legal or illegal. None of these cultures are, are, have anything to do with one another except serve one another in certain ways, whether it be a smoothie to an old person because you work at a bodybuilding factory or right. you're doing someone's lawn because you're an illegal immigrant. Yeah. So it's these cultures living side by side but not actually benefiting one another. Yeah. So it's, it's just this weird amalgamation of weirdness and it's not really an ecosystem. And they're you're all just kind of like you're living. You're also describing Los Angeles. Los yeah. Angeles is all all, at least we're all artists. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the immigrant population, the people outdoors, like all that stuff, a lot of it, except for like the huge elderly I mean, retirement. I've lived here my whole life. Yeah, and yeah. People, LA is extremely segregated. It's so weird to yeah. me that you're from here. Yeah, yeah me too. Everyone says I know that, you're yeah. from here. We grew up in the same town, went to the same schools. Really? Yeah. But you're like 52. Two. <laughs> 50, I'm 56. And I'm 43. So. You look amazing. Thank you. you look amazing. Amazing. <laughs> you, I, I guess I wouldn't have paid either of you for it, but you in particular, you well, strike me as like more of like a like a Midwest like I salt get, of the yeah, earth. You know what I get I'm a lot is Iowa. New York. I get, you get Which that. Blows I see that. my mind. What they mean like like home, home, What is it called? You have a West Side Bo- Story, Brooklyn, Pompadour. like Dumbo, like Bro- a hipster area. Like when people say you're from Even New York before the hipster thing. People, yeah, they just do like, think you're oh, Italian. I, I think my attitude or something. They're like, oh. you seem like you're. I'm like, I've been there once. You own like, a leather so jacket. Before that, even you're but the if only. People always tell me they're like, I would think you're from Iowa. Yeah, I right. see that. I'm fine with that. Or just you know, or Chicago, somewhere like sturdy. I've gotten Chicago. I can see Chicago. <clears throat> Some white and quiet. Can I just say one thing? Yeah. Fuck Chicago. Like, really? It's okay, and that's the reaction everyone says. It's so I cool. love it. It's fine, <laughs> but like, it's fine, but like, I'm so tired of those people and places where like, no one's allowed to say anything bad. Oh, okay. The sacred cows. Uh, yeah. Right, okay. Fine, oh, it's I fine. I mean, I thought Austin was super overrated. So was Portland. Portland's overrated. Sorry, both. guys. Austin is too. Oh, both oversold to me. Oversold. It's the best. It's, dude, oh, dude. It's the I think it's because it's surprising that they're even cool. You go, dude, you're, you're going to right. Austin. You're going to have the best time. The best time? The best time? Better than Disneyland? It's a bunch of old houses that they renovated as bars. Like, like yeah. That's what Austin is. Most places that are grill, billed to you as the best time, it's contingent on drinking. So, absolutely. Yeah, downtown Austin totally is. It, it's but easy Austin, to drink I'll, there. I'll take Austin's music scene. Okay. Yeah. Deal. And it's like a pretty city. It is pretty, yeah, I mean, actually. It's very green. Well, what's so weird the is that... barbecue's like, awesome. It, I was it also is a good for young people. It's a good town. Yeah. What's weird is like with the rise of like this hipster generation, which we're all part of, like even though... Part of? I created it. You did start it. <laughs> no, but... In, in Iowa. But like even if you're not a hipster, like there's a bit of hipster in all of us and there's this like almost shared sense of humor that our generation has and we're all not the same, but we all kind of get it. Um, yeah. So this hipster movement is not just with hipsters. It's this entire generation. Why? And it's weird because... 
we're now getting old enough that we're starting to take over cities and buy homes and become mm-hmm. integral parts of Wait, these. How, how old are you? I'm 31. Okay. We're millennials. We are millennials. Isn't that weird? I, I th- are I we? I think we're, yeah. no. I think they're right under that. us. I think 1982 to 2000. I was born in 1980. Okay. That, that's right. Yeah. I was in 1983. I was, so we're like on the, right on the cusp. On the cusp. But I would make fun of millennials and I'm like, wait, I am one? No, because I think of millennials as like YouTubers. Am I, does that, am I generation Y? What year were you? 77. You're, I think you're still X. <laughs> I think you're generation X. Millennials... No, because I was reading the book Generation X in college. It had already been And I didn't a understand while. a word. Oh. But millennials are generation Y. They just have renamed it. Should we just Google it? it? Yeah, oh. yeah. I thought I was Y and millennials was different. Here's That's my what point. I thought too. I'm we'll like, I know I'm Y, so millennial must be later. But I think they're the same thing. They just have keep renaming them. I was, but my, uh, what's happening? UPS guys here. Oh, okay. <laughs> the world does not stop. But the point is, I went to. So we have like so Portland over the last several years has become this like mecca of like uh, hipster culture. Oh, I think yeah. right? longer. In fact, what I found when I was there was I think Portland is the model for modern city conversion that's my point I went to Denver recently and it was like a watered down Portland so I'm yeah. walking down this like main street in Denver that has like all like the downtown cool LA is watered down Portland uh, but it all Ace is Ace Hotel Stumptown it's like no you take fa- you convert factories into condos you put high end coffee and organic foods all in and around well, it. We just make it's it a nicer. watered down like Brooklyn Williamsburg but, but it's even, were they first but it that makes was like it, before all yeah. these cities are like becoming like Portland so everyone's opening up a vintage dress shop everyone's yeah. got a coffee shop and yeah. I'm in Denver and I'm like this is I liked being there but I'm like you guys this this is shitty it's inauthentic stores, it's inauthentic and every shirt is like keep uh, like in Portland it's like keep Portland weird and these are like keep Denver beard and there's people with pictures with beards because they're in the yeah. mountains and like each city has like their take on quirkiness Yeah, and I mean, it's all it's the a, same shit it's a chicken and egg thing because those cities were kind of already like that but the the hipster thing went mainstream you know so now they've taken those things yes. that already existed and yeah. are now rebranding them as like the Keep Austin weird thing has been around for a long time. And then now now that shirts have been made, you can buy them at Urban Outfitters. Other cities are doing that. That's my and, point. Other you know. cities are like doing their version of it. And it's all just kind of reductive. Yeah. Uh, this but is also the-, the hipster thing is also, See, I, while it gets labeled hipster, most of it's just like healthy food and yeah. clothes that fit. But there's a vibe to it. It's Because it's not glib. Well, there, it's glib. It, it, it is glib. Here's the, the so I googled Generation Y and Millennials came up. It's the same thing. Yeah, Millennials, millennials also known as Generation. We're together. Yeah, go. Do we read together? One, two, three. Let me load <laughs> the whole page. Okay. Okay. It's just this one. Oh, it's a little paragraph. Okay, I see. Ready? One, okay. two, three. Millennials, millennials also, also known, known as the Millennial, millennial generation, generation or Generation Y, are, are the demographic, demographic cohort following Generation X. There are no precise dates when the generation starts and ends. Researchers and commentators use birth years ranging from the early 1980s to the early 2000s. That was good. That was really good. That was soothing. Yeah, it really was. You really guys, you guys really kept it together. I know. I was, I was like, please don't. I was, in my head, I'm like, please don't fuck up the word generation or right. demographic. Which or one? I almost fucked up commentators. <laughs> you guys want t-shirts? Yeah. What are they? They're hoping. toy machine t-shirts. They made t-shirts out of Ooh. one of my designs. They made like a couple that. of them, but they sent me this. Can one. I feel it? It's very soft. It looks like are they all the same size? Soft. Yeah, they're medium. Is that too big? You cut sleeves off. No, this came. How many did you? Or did they just send you a bunch? Yeah, the other guy. Because I, I was like, totally hey, wear one. Because I wanted another one and I, uh, this other design. And he was like, they didn't tell me. They don't tell me when they do this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, it says, uh, does it look like I care? Is that poop? He's called the character is called Poopoo Head. I didn't invent him. <laughs> is this medium? That's yeah, medium. Okay, but yeah, the it's based on a Twitter joke. 
called uh, Saying You Don't Care What Anyone Thinks is uh, compounded by wearing sweatpants. Right. <laughs> so he's wearing a T-shirt that says, does it look like a care? He's giving, very he's giving middle fingers with lightning bolts coming off that spell toy Looks machine. super cool. Okay. Oh, whoa. Okay, cool. fine. I, also, I mean, I don't want to wear a giant piece of shit on the front of my shirt. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. It's it is a gross. giant talking turd. It's a giant talking turd. And you yeah. kind of look like that, don't you? Yeah. This Come is here. cool. Um, yeah, I wish they would tell me because then I would get the jump on the colors I want. And they're like, oh, yeah, we do. Uh. Oh, they just put it on green without telling you. They just do it. They've used like, they've made like four, they made, fi- Toy Machine has made five t-shirts with my designs and I was not informed of any of it. Well, they just will start the well, process. Well, they, they're their designs once I give them to them, so they'll just do it. Oh, they already okay. have them. So they just do, they just do them and I, and I look, I occasionally check their website. I'm like, oh, I fucking, dr- dude, a guy, a guy got a tattoo of one of them. What? Wow. Someone got a tattoo. This kid got a tattoo of one of my Toy Machine designs and yes. I, because I, Toy Machine tweeted it and I, I texted Ed because every hardcore fan of Toy Machine thinks Ed Templeton does all the designs, uh-huh. which because he did for so many years. What's Toy Machine? It's a skate company. Oh, sorry. And uh, oh, sorry. and I was sorry. like, I texted. I was like, dude, don't tell that kid that I did it. He'll be so bummed. Oh yeah, I know. So I was, I literally was like, don't let anyone at Toy Machine <laughs> tag me in any of this. Like, just let him. You didn't want the glory. No, because I know he'd be bummed. So what? He'd rationalize it. Over the head. glory. Well, they'd probably work together on it. Yeah. It yeah. They collaborated. And Kevin Drew. But I mean, you'd think everyone thinks everything from Toy Machine gets drawn by Ed, and that's totally You better fine. hope that kid doesn't listen to this podcast, because right now he's crying. There is. No. Yeah, you would think... He is in tears After right all now. that... Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, email me. I'll send you some shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever your name is. I'll send you some shirts and a bunch of decks. I'm sorry. Somebody hacked the podcast. It was not... Yeah. It wasn't... So I, I, I cut you bad. off when you were talking about being a uh, Generation Y or whatever no, that, it was. No, no. No, no, it was the point about how Denver was just... Oh, right, okay. I no, they like are, like they're all kind of saying, they're like, hey, you got to go check out this cool store when you go to a city, and you're like, oh, it's just like the stores we have here. Yeah. I lost my shit on Twitter, which I do often, uh-huh. but this time it wasn't about like the TSA. I went to a store in Denver. So because... Oh, I saw this. It was good. <gasps> I like that the guy found it. I know. That was great. That made me really happy. <laughs> I had this, like, in general, our generation, like a little, and the one under us, uh, self-entitled uh-huh. self-entitled there's entitled and we because we have everything at our fingertips we don't really want to work for a lot of things but at the same time we shouldn't have to because we're all educated mm-hmm. and we're all you know good with computers expression is much easier now there's but, no yeah. there, are, there are far less barriers in between you and expressing yourself yeah. Could you, do you have an email account yeah mm-hmm. then you now you can sign up for this form of expression yeah, yeah. and so I think because of that, like almost like giving a shit is like a cool thing and putting in very little effort can yield big results. You look at, I mean, which it seems that way, but you go to like a lot of these stores and, you know, people buy American apparel shirts and they'll silkscreen like a shitty design. Uh-huh. And you could ostensibly make like a, a real... talking piece of shit. Like a talking so piece dumb. of shit with, this, with flipping <laughs> off the world. But it isn't yours, but I'm saying like it's not... Some people do a whole store and it's like, yeah, it's my brand. And it's like the t-shirts aren't yours. You silkscreen them in the back and like uh-huh. that's all you have. I went to the store in Denver and I walk in and it's just this big white store and it had like a couple things in it and I picked up a tank top and it was just like everything was like made there and they weren't that the designs weren't great right. nothing that was in the store was that great and it was just like bullshit hipster skateboard garbage and it wasn't cool no it was talking like, pieces of shit no talking pieces of shit mm. nothing you hadn't seen before and they it was like this girl like like probably like the girlfriend of the store owner and he was like sitting there drawing and she was like hanging out and I was like can I try this on and it was a giant store with all this room in the back. She was like, it's downstairs. And I was like, 
livid that she wasn't like, let me take it down there for you. She made me walk downstairs to another store where some asshole had a dog who he wouldn't let me pet because he said it was going to bite me, yeah. but you shouldn't bring your fucking dog to work. Yeah. And these are all like kids that are like our age that are just like not giving a shit, expecting people to pay them. And they made me change in the bathroom which I was like, that's totally what I want. I want my clean merchandise around poop particles like in the air. Shit particles. And then I had to like bring the shirt back upstairs. She's like, you don't want it. And I was just like, even if I loved the shirt, based on the fact that you did nothing to deserve the triple markup on this item to like warrant it. Yeah. And so I just went on a rant about how shitty it was. And then we found the store and I'd been making fun of it for like two (laughs) hours. I remember years ago I was in a store that was super cool. I used to go all the time. My friend was looking through all these shirts and he was looking through a pile of them. And so he opened them up and like they needed to be refolded and then he picked one he wanted and the the girl comes over to start refolding he goes oh sorry you have to refold all those she goes it's cool because you're like buying one and he goes also it's your job yeah yeah and like that's and not to be shitty but like he wouldn't have said that if she would have just not been like oh yeah it's trouble it's not trouble that's like that's the reason you're here i don't feel like telling these jokes like no it's your job go tell jokes it's you you have one hour of work to do a day it's your job yeah that is a big part of why i don't drink or do anything i mean look if people do it that's fine but like people like why don't you drink before you go on stage and it's okay if you do that's the way you operate i firmly believe that if you're lucky enough to do stand up for a living the least you can do is be sober while these people who use their entertainment budget on you yeah. So you can be funny and not even like help anyone. I don't know Dom Herrera very well. We're not like really friends. He's an asshole. Okay. No, he's a bad <laughs> but, he, but one time I was opening at the store and after, <coughs> after I was done, he goes, you know what? He goes, a lot of guys who go up first don't give a shit and they don't try. And you literally did your very best out there to try to get yeah. them as good as possible. He's like, he's like, honestly, I just yeah. want to tell you that's cool. I was like, dude, thanks. Thanks so there's much. Like a real, cool. I hate a, that punishing the crowd because there's not enough of them. Like they should have invited everyone they know. Right. It's like, that's yeah. not your fucking fault. Like they're yeah, Swedish tourists. better yeah. than that. Like I shouldn't be open. Yeah, if so I was more famous, yeah, there'd be more of them. And like, they don't know that's a shitty spot. They're yeah, like, they're oh, you're like, here. Oh, cool. The show started. Yeah, show starting. Are you first because you're really good? Like they don't have yeah. a concept of <laughs> it's it. It's so weird what we as con- like, I got booked at this club and I was angry because I looked at the lineup on the club and there are a certain circle of comics that I'm always booked with, like comics that I respect. And I'm looking at these comics and it's all like B-list comics or comics that like just working out, like just shit comics. Yeah. And I was angry because I I was taking as many gigs as possible to get ready for an hour that I'm doing. So it's like, it doesn't matter. But I call my manager. I'm like, look at these loser fucking comics that don't even do it for a living. And she goes, Eliza, nobody is looking at the month worth of comics and comparing you. She's like, you're the only one looking at that lineup. And like, to me, it was a big deal. Yeah. But she's like, no one's going to fault you for working. Yeah. And I was like, well, I feel like a loser. (laughs) (laughs) They're losers. But every, every comic working on an hour is in a, is in a bunch of rooms they're not normally in because they're just like can I just practice like yeah right now every everybody who's on last comic standing is just popping up in all these rooms yeah it's like, great hey can I run this five can I run this five and you're like yeah man yeah. cool and you're like who's this person oh they're working out. And you're like yeah dude totally come and work on your thing hey you know who didn't get to run their material while they were on the show me and everyone else that ever did the show yeah so that's bullshit you should just be on the show and not <laughs> what get do you a mean chance. don't get to run it. I lived in a house. I couldn't run my oh, material. Oh, that was the difference, yeah. 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 Was, I no, didn't know you then, era. but I, rem- I knew you like a tiny bit. Because we, we were both store comics. Yeah, but I remember being like, this person is doing new jokes on TV. That's fucking crazy. I did that. I it did was that. crazy. It thank was you. fucking crazy. <sighs> Still to this day, I'm like, that shit was crazy. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. But don't you think as a comic, like the, your part of your gift is that you kind of get what's funny? Totally, yeah, but... Yeah. It, okay, I can't tell... I, There's I, still some times where you're like, this is going to be great. Oh, I can you're count. Like, Deliver it. Like, oh, as I far as so hurt. <laughs> you're like, this was so I got to go back home and re- Bits of mine that worked totally. 
from like out of the gate, maybe three. Like everything, yeah. everything that I do that works has taken lots of work, refinement. So mm-hmm. for something to do well right out of the gate, thank you on television. That's so sweet. Is insane. Well, I find the key is to just talk really fast so no one knows you're not doing well. It's <laughs> really the cornerstone <laughs> to like my pacing career. Around I'm a real yeah. fast. Yeah. Like you have so too. much energy. I'm like I just don't want to hear the silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the truth, Blanche. <laughs> Blanche, like Blanche is pretty great. Do you take your dog on the road with you? I do. I specifically got her so that I could have a dog on the road. Is she a service dog? Is she's registered as an emotional support animal. Yep, my no friend way. John Bronson. Is that a got real thing? Yeah, yeah, my friend John Bronson got the same exact distinction, so you can take the dog everywhere. Support animal. So here's the deal. So to take your to transport your animal on an airplane, it's it can be anywhere from one hundred to one hundred fifty dollars, which I wouldn't mind paying. But there's two reasons. First of all, if you fly two times a week, that adds up. Yeah, oh, it yeah. does. But second of all, you could, get, a, you could get like the <laughs> nicest Mercedes for that much money eventually. Uh, but second of all a month? Yeah. I didn't even mind paying it if I got something but you don't you're blindly giving an airline that hates you money and you don't get to cut a line you don't get extra room you get nothing so I didn't understand what the fee was for that was my issue and sometimes I, I could I've, I've snuck her on before because she's silent just right. put her in a bag and they don't even notice and even when I did pay they would never be like can I see the receipt so you're just giving the money at the, at the gate well, where you check and not the gate um, oh, that, yeah. for no reason. That's so bullshit. if the institution has holes in it, I have a problem respecting it. Like if it's a grab bag of policies. Right. So that was my big issue with why I wasn't going to pay it. So I got the letter because if you one thing if my dog was yippy and it bit people, this dog has very little DNA separating it from like a throw pillow. <laughs> so there's no she's, reason I shouldn't be able to She's literally take sleeping in the corner right now and it's adorable. She's passed out. Yeah. And so it's like, let me bring her into your restaurant in a bag. She's tired. Like, so I just get the letter so no one bothers me. Hotel, she doesn't pee on the carpet or anything like that. Um, by the way, someone something peed on your carpet okay. when you were gone. But I didn't think it was my dog, but I cleaned up anyway. Um, I literally don't care. Okay, but I cleaned <laughs> up. So anyways, I got the letter to just make it easier. I mean, I've taken her into bars and stuff. And when people see that letter, they just, out of protocol, they'll be like, is she an emotional supporter? And when you say yes, then they back off. So what's an that. emotional support? Like how, how long has that thing been around? A couple of years. Well, there's uh, been service animals forever. I know that, yeah. Right. A lot of people like started using dogs for anxiety, and I think certain just... just That's what she's for, allegedly. Ex- anxiety. Allegedly. In my she, letter from the doctor, I'm diagnosed with low-grade anxiety, some kind of anxiety. Right. Who isn't? Who doesn't? Yeah. Who doesn't have low-grade... If you don't have low-grade anxiety, you're dead. The truth yeah. is, bringing her on a plane stresses me out more, because there's always an issue. Um, yeah, you tweet about it a lot. Because they just... Every time, it's like a different policy. Airlines are one of the most poorly run things ever. It's all like, is there anything else where it's like, are you completely uneducated, borderline retarded, and 900? We'll put yeah. you in charge. When you start working the road more, you realize why airplane humor was so big yeah. in like the 80s and 90s. Well, also, like, now it's that you realize. never good. There's you, always a million problems. You can always. check yourself in. You're like, oh, I just did your job in 10 seconds. Why yeah. are you there? Yeah. Like you can do it all. Also, I realized the last I flew a week ago, and I I, I was sitting there, and I, I thought to myself, Stuart, uh, uh, flight attendants are the weirdest people in the universe. What a weird job! Like, why would you the weirdest job I've ever seen? Because you're, you're basically a. I mean, having to put up with pe- people are dicks on a plane. People, okay. Here's my. That's my thing. It's very difficult when you're jaded and angry to take things on a case-by-case basis, but I've literally gone on airplanes and I've been like, you know what? I'll be bigger. I'll be like, good morning. And they say nothing. And it's like, fuck you. (laughs) Do your goddamn job. Say hi back to me. Now, I will say this. When I was in Canada this last weekend when I got this awesome cold, I worked with a feature named Garrett Clack who was Australian. Great name. Garrett, it's Garrett, but Garrett. 
and uh, he was a flight attendant. And so now, because he quit, but he has like this program where he flies everywhere for like 15 bucks, which oh, I'm like, as a him. feature, that's awesome. Like that's you can, amazing. Yeah. So, but he was telling me, because I was asking him, like, what part of that? Like, do I have to have my seat in an upright position? Why can't I wear headphones? And he explained it to me, like the real reasons. And when he explained the reasons why, I was like, that makes sense. So like you what can't. What are the reasons? Have have, what if I, I just know. So you see, so he's like, all of it is about minimizing panic if there's an emergency. So if there, uh. if your seat's upright, if your seat's back and the plane does something, the guy behind you is going to hit his head. But if your seat's upright, he can't get that far. I mean, I guess you could if you're not strapped in, but the yeah. likelihood. He's like, we don't like you to have headphones on because if there's chaos happening, they go. It's weird. They said you could have earbuds, but not headphones. Because headphones, I think the strap gets in the way, but earbuds you can yank out. Everything is about getting your attention in a panic. Right. Okay. And that's why the aisles have to be clear because if the plane, there's smoke and all this stuff, uh, people will be tripping. So it's all right. about minimizing that risk, which I never thought about. These people are in charge of your lives if something bad happens. But for the other 99.999% of the time, they're horrible assholes. Yeah. Who are just, if you're in coach, if you're in steerage, yeah, good luck asking for a second cup of water. Yeah. Good luck ever getting also, that. Also, and every I flying puts me in a bad mood. Sure. Like I, I buy food at the airport so I don't have to talk to this. Is it hot or cold? I buy. I just buy like cold food. Okay, because hot food stinks up the. Oh plane. no! I I got oh, on in a the plane. plane. Yeah, I, I got on a plane recently <laughs> with someone who had like bought just like hot buffalo wing strips. Right. <laughs> hot and buffalo wing like... strips, like macaroni and cheese and collard greens. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. And it stunk up the entire plane, which it smelled good for a little while. Uh. That's such a selfish move. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw someone tweeted on a plane, they're like, guy eating hot fish. Oh, like, straight up of like hot fish on a plane. You should be, I hot had a fish. Where do you even get that in an airport? The, Atla- be the, South. the Atlanta food there court yeah. okay, has yeah. a wide array of, of, of choices. Of garbage. Atlanta, Atlanta airport And New Orleans too. You could get like, you can get a hot oyster sandwich at the, so at, at the New Orleans airport. Yeah, yeah. I was on a plane one time coming home from Las Vegas and the guy in front of me smelled so bad yeah. that they asked him to get off the plane. Mid air. What, kind, no, of sm- what kind of smell are we talking? Body odor? Like it was body so. odor. But it was the kind of, it was so egregious. This was beyond like a cultural thing or it's like, okay, perhaps this was like you spent a lot of time at like the last 48 hours in Las Vegas losing all your money. Right. It was almost like you deliberately didn't bathe. All you had like homeless level smell where you're like, that is years worth. It was so bad that like rose back. We were like, oh my God. And this woman goes over the flight and she's like, we can't. Like that's assault at some point when it's that bad. It and literally is assault. It's disturbing the peace at least. It's rude and it's like yeah. we appreciate that you're just trying to get disturbing home. Disturbing the peace. That's yeah. exactly it what is. it is. They have showers at the airport. They do and yeah. they may take one. I was at a Chicago airport once and there was an old dude waiting to get on a plane, a very old man. And I noticed that he had shit his pants. Oh my God. Oh, no. And I don't think he knew he had shit his pants yet. He was that old. And I was like, all right, I see what's happening now. If this dude's on my flight... I'm going to stop him and be like, "Sir, you shit your pants. <laughs> I'm going to go buy you some pants. Oh. We're going to cl- we're going to get this done. Let's fix this up. We're going to fix this up. It's going to be fine. Because uh, old age is cruel and everything's taken from you. In fact, this oh, guy's, I love that. This guy's nerve endings were like, "You don't know you shit your pants just now." But then he noticed and left. He was like, "Uh oh," and then he just took <laughs> off. He had the wherewithal to say, uh-oh, and leave? I didn't see him say, "Oh," but he noticed there was a giant turd on his running shoe, <laughs> oh, and no. then he left the airport. But oh I was God. like, I was like, I can't. That's recirculated air. We're not doing this today. Right. Yeah. I was like, I'm, we're going to take this guy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy. I'm going to go. You go in the restroom. What size are you? 
You go start cleaning up. I'm gonna go buy you some pants at one of those weird golf stores, mm-hmm. and we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're, it takes a village. We're gonna get you on this flight. It's not a big deal. I feel like you could pull that off. Whereas if I did that, like I would just be met with hostility, and it's I would be called a gotta, bitch. It's the way you gotta do it. Most I've when elderly people get they're used to that sort of indignity of their own age. <laughs> it's so cruel. They'll yeah. be like, okay, okay, so I'll go there Good and you plan. do this. Like yeah. By the way, I killed eight Chinamen in Korea. Yeah, literally. Like okay. I remember Bye-bye. seeing a guy Chinaman. flip out on a, <laughs> a copy machine at at Kinko's. Uh-huh. He was a man in his seventies. He was a world. He was you know a Korea age. Fought, probably fought in Korea. He was just trying to blow up a picture of his grandkid, and he couldn't do it. Kept like blowing it up in half. So ha- and he was like, Argh! and I was like, this this isn't fair. This is not fair that this man went through what he did, and now he's being insulted by technology that has passed him by. So I was like, let, uh, let me let me just. You got to put it here and blow yeah. it. Like, oh, someone absolutely. should teach the guy. I don't even use the computer by myself at Kinko's. I get someone to help or me. Or not even teach him. Like you're only going to do this once. Just do it for you. Here's what you wanted. You don't need to teach him. You don't yeah. need to learn a new skill. You go to Kinko's yeah. once a year. It's not necessary. I always, when I look at the elderly, because like that will be us. Like, granted, we're going to live sure. longer and be a little bit more lucid. Yeah. But like, I think about what they gave up or how hard their life was. And like, literally every person you meet that's over like seventy fought in a war. Yeah. And yeah. it's so crazy. Even like the meat, and they're the sweetest because at that time in American history, like I just want to get through this fucking war that I don't need to be a part of. Get home, have a normal life. I yep. have goosebumps. And I always think about that, like what, like the shit that they've seen, or even regular soldiers, like friends of mine that have been in the military, like have killed men with their bare hands. Yeah. In order for me to be born, my dad had to kill a bunch of people. Yeah. Right. In order for me to sit here on Twitter and and mouth garbage about a story yeah. in Denver, you're protecting that right. And this guy, like my buddy that I'm having drinks, like you killed someone with a gun, like in the face. Yeah. yeah. Like, and you're supposed and to watch be normal. like your friends die. Die, almost, get yeah. blown. Like it's insane. Yeah. It's insane. It takes a special kind of person to do that. It's insane. And so when you see them, there is something to that, that I like that. One of the main things in reference to our generation that we kind of do right <laughs> is we've learned to separate how we feel towards the soldier at, as opposed to how we feel towards the war. Right. There's that, like, you don't, if you don't agree with the war, that's fine, but you don't take it out on the soldier. But I don't think anyone does that anymore. No, they don't, but my father specifically told me, he's like, yeah, no one said thanks for serving or welcome home. In Vietnam? Yeah, he's like, you came home and they were oh, just they like, they hated ugh. those troops. They, they, they baby literally, killers. Yeah, they called yeah. you baby killer, and they were just like, ugh. No one said, like, hey, thanks. Because PTSD wasn't a thing, and like, Oh, in yeah. Vietnam, it was the, what the what they had to see specifically was carnage. Oh, I'm sure the casualty levels were insane. I, I and the way we treated our veterans when they came home. I mean, when we think of a war veteran, we all think of like the stock homeless old veteran from Vietnam, like sitting in yeah. a wheelchair. And now it's like such as a thing. And there's I had a long conversation with someone about this because the war that we're we just got done fighting and are kind of still fighting a little bit. Yeah. yeah, we're so disconnected from it. Like we don't have to not wear nylon stockings. We don't have to stockpile metal for people. Yeah. Women don't have to take jobs. There's no war bonds. It really doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't have anything Victory to do guards. with us. Yeah. And so, if anything, it helped our economy. It literally, you does. know, it wasn't like, well, we really got to clamp down. It's it like, right. oh, cool, there's more Certain jobs. States, now. a large percentage of their state income is military contracting. Yeah, 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 for sure. But now it's we almost don't know how to talk to our veterans when they come home because we don't. Excuse me. We almost don't know what to say because we almost don't treat them. Not not that we don't treat them like people, but it's like you can't ask about killing. Like, it, it's a weird conversation. Yeah, and it, you even feel weird saying thank you because they they didn't do it to be heroes, you know. And none of them, they all go ah because yeah. they've seen so much. They feel. I, and I don't know this for sure, but what I've seen in certain interviews, a lot of them feel guilty mm-hmm. for having survived in a weird way. Sure. Or when, they, especially when they get called heroes, or like, nah, please, like yeah. literally stop it. 
because it makes them uncomfortable. It's just like this is what I had to do, and and because they can't help but think of the people that didn't make it. I, I'm I, it, it, like it, you're so uh, inculcated in your brain to think that way because it is such a team effort. Yeah, and it is so about the part, like the the sum of the parts, and not just you. And they're all like that. And they're all very humble. Bringing it back to airports, I get really mad <laughs> when they when they let people board ahead, and they're like uh, people that are injured, children, uniformed military personnel. I'm like, that's right. If you just fought in a war and your buddy got his legs blown off and you lost an arm, but you're not in your uniform, yeah. you don't fucking get on first. Yeah. Like, really, a badge won't do. Yeah. How about my missing finger? Why do they make that you have to be in uniform when you go when you're like at the I airport? I guess because people lie. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I'm sure people. Yeah. Or if you're in uniform, it's like you probably just got back from somewhere. It's like let's get let's just easily. We could, could all go to the local it. army surplus and buy a uniform. You could get. You could, it's really the ID you can't get. I'm sure yeah. you could get on. And just be like, oh, I you just could got probably dug. get an ID made now. I would never do such a thing. But I'm not I do you like should. pre-boarding. Yeah. But like you named yourself uh, something that you have to be in the Navy and the Army to be named like, <laughs> Admiral General. <laughs> like, well, I was very good. <laughs> what I did. Double major. I was a double major. Yeah. Like that's not a, that's yeah. not possible. Intramural fighting. That's not a thing. <laughs> yeah. Like you're a Navy SEAL. I don't, yes. That's right. I'm an Air Force Navy SEAL. You know what? Yeah. I they never tell you tricks either. When you meet like a Navy SEAL, like I met one, I was like, tell me like how to how to like kill a man with a thumb. And he's like, I can't tell you any of that. But like you know, they know shit. My dad yeah. taught me how to kill a guy sneaking up on him. Oh, cool. Let's hear this. Okay, you go sneak up, up on him. <laughs> sneak up on him. No, no, but you without like. Uh, you put your arms around his neck you throw your legs back and fall down oh because the weight of it just the weight of it snaps their neck Jesus what if he just fall, goes with the fall no no the, there's something in the leverage of you you kick your whole body out and go down there's, I don't know I didn't try it you obviously didn't retain the whole thing fully no that's it have you ever seen a video of it no this Can wasn't the time they, did, they probably Will have new techniques me? now well yeah when we're done but don't is it are you standing like a sleeper hold I put my arms around you like, like this around your neck and then I Fall, I throw my legs out like the that sideways, okay, and so fall like you're straight oh, down. Oh, okay, got it. Like a I fall flat it. in my stomach, and th- that snaps the neck. Apparently, they kind of do. Oh. That. I've seen that move in like wrestling. If yeah. it doesn't, though, then you just fell. They used to do yeah, it, yeah, but backwards. you hurt him. You got a little time to take your gun out. You remember that move? <laughs> they would do it backwards in wrestling where they grab you like that. Oh, yeah, and then fall down, dude. Wrestling is sweet, <laughs> wrestling all very is much steeped like in a, real life. A 90s nostalgic, ironic comeback. I, it's no, it's very very big right now there's a guy that i see at the gym all the time and all he wants to talk he just went to new orleans to go to wrestlemania all he wants to talk to me about is wrestling it's so bizarre to me i, I used to watch it as wrestling. a kid i used to watch it as a kid but now people are like watching i mean i went and saw mexican wrestling a, a month ago and it was great that's kind of funny yeah it was because it was hilarious but it's right like, it's and ridiculous annoying. but then it would be ridiculous and then amazingly athletic for like five seconds you're like, oh fuck that guy just flew a thing and then back to ridiculous it is an athletic... I mean, obviously, like, you're putting yourself at risk, and there's a lot of... I mean, you can't... Even though it's, like, fake, quote-unquote, like, you're not actually... You know, you can yeah. still hurt yourself. But, yeah, there is this whole generation of male comics that just go... Or oh, just yeah. Nuts for wrestling, and I... That is so not a part of my childhood because I wasn't white trash, no, because right, I just didn't right. watch it growing up, so I just don't... And they all... Like, and then, like, wrestlers are doing stand-up, and they're all... It's, I have nothing to add except for the fact that I would love to meet Ronda Rousey. I know she's not a wrestler. Who is it? She's Ronda? a UFC fighter. Uh, oh, okay. yeah. I follow her on Instagram and I know some people that know her and I just wish she would just <laughs> be my friend. Why can't you make that happen? I'm trying so hard. Did you tweet at her? Is she on Twitter? All the time. I challenge her all the time. <laughs> challenge, challenge her? I would I like to fight you. She knows Brian Callen. She knows Joe Rogan. I know those guys very well. Yeah. We need to go get well, pedicures. Yeah, don't challenge her. You challenge her to fights like as a joke? Yeah. Okay, well, you should she challenge... She could kill me. You should challenge her to like, you know, Uno or something. 
Then she would think it was funny. But then if I lose, yeah. it's like... Be like, hey, let's bake gingerbread cookies. Like something crazy. I've that shown I'm her like, pictures what? of me working out. And I've been like, what do you think about this? Ah. <laughs> what do you think about <laughs> She's so cool. I like that she's like jacked because it makes me feel like less weird about being in shape. I saw a girl... Yeah, I want your ab regiment. Let me hook, so hook you have good that. abs because they're just, crazy good abs. I'm flexing the picture. No, but so even what? then they're yeah. fine because Thank you. The, the weirdest looking thing to me is a girl with a full on six pack. That's the weirdest looking thing to you? On a girl that's in shape, that a six pack just it doesn't make sense. It's way too much. It's too much. It's not very feminine. Yeah. Thank you. I like you. You like a six pack? Yeah, man. I don't have a six pack. It's no, just, you don't. Oh. You have a you have a uh, you have the sides. I have obliques. You yeah. have to have the V's. Yes, you gotta oh, yeah, have yeah. the V's. Guys. That's, I gotta be honest. I yeah. think those are you. That's in your genetics. I've always had that, except for when I was like fat for like a little bit in college. Uh, I don't know. Like yeah. the structure of your yeah. body. Yeah, right, right. this is such a bratty thing to say, but I was ordering a juice yesterday, and I and I bruised my hip bones because they were sticking out and they hit against the counter. Bang! But like you that's were wearing just wearing a what? I was ordering a juice and I hit my because oh. my. But that's I think that's the way your body is made. Like some, you can be really thin and your hip bones don't protrude out or you don't have those lines. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. Because there's all different types of in-shape bodies. and not I all. think if you get rid of enough fat, you'll see... Because that's a huge muscle. That particular muscle right there is really big. Yeah. And it's, it's bigger than a lot of your other muscles. So if you just get rid of all the fat, you're going to see that line. Uh, maybe. I mean, there are parts of my body that like, I can't find. Like, I cannot, for the life of me, get hamstrings. I, try, I didn't have them in high school, and I like try. visible when you're just standing there? <laughs> like, some girls' legs, like, that's their butt, and then this part goes out, and oh, mine just yeah. does it, and it drives me well, crazy, that's like and it doesn't do it. <laughs> I want hamstrings so bad. Can you do the hamstring machine at the gym, I all that? I can only work out some. I try, and I think it, because it doesn't come naturally, I get angry. Right. <laughs> so, what do you do for hamstring, for your leg workouts? At the I gym? do a lot of, I try to keep my thighs from not being haunchy, so I just do a lot of, like, lunges. Okay. What's your what, what's your ab uh, reg? Are you still going to it's the gym? It's not great. Yeah, I had to, I I was sick, so I haven't gone in like five days. But I'm gonna go after this. We're in the same uh, boat. We've both been sick for like. Yeah. A yeah. I was worried I was gonna like make my head explode. It could. If you go, oh, I yeah, would like, still go when I'm sick. I also you don't want to put like I thought about it, but, but if not you as hard. I yeah, because if you exhaust yourself, then you there's no energy left to fight your cold. Yeah. Well, yeah. Today because I missed Science. a whole week, I don't even know. I'm gonna have to do like some weird combo sesh. So what is your work? Because we've, t- believe it or not, a decent amount on our show with like different guests about like work working out. I you were saying my workout. No, no, no. Because <laughs> well, I started, uh, I've been going to the gym for like seven months. Watch out. Yeah. So I like, and so I it became a topic because they'll be like, what should I do about this? And then because yeah, we'll, I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, and then down, other guests. Then, yeah. I think that, it depends on what you want to work on. No, no, no. I, I, now I know what to do. I've like found tons of stuff on you the internet. You mastered it? I mastered it. Yep. No, I'm cut from steel. But specifically, I always look, I'm always looking for a new. <laughs> I'm always looking for things to like new things, so I don't get bored. What do you do uh, already? Like, what's your? Routine? I do like the that normal, just a normal like muscle group workout. So like on Monday, it's chested. You don't do any tricep. cardio. I lose weight so fucking fast, and I'm yeah. already too light. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. you just need to build muscle. Yeah, do you I weigh too protein little. Shakes, creatine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Because <laughs> you were telling me earlier you go, I thought See you took the was. classes in that aerobics room, Mm-mm. but you just said you use the room. I use the room. I wait for them to leave. So do you like, do you do your own circuit <laughs> Did training? Did you start taping that shit? <laughs> <laughs> You're leaving money on the table. Um, because I always see you come out of that room. I just like, the, okay, I like the freedom to kind of do whatever I want in that room. Like I kind of have a space and it's not a machine, so it's not a set workout. 
I, for me, working out is all, I don't want to build any muscle. Like, I can put on muscle very quickly. Um, at least I could in high school. I haven't really checked in since then. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just try to maintain and keep everything as, like, I don't know, toned as possible. So my workout routine is this. It's not a very stringent one. I do 20 minutes on the elliptical. I scream into my phone for 10 minutes. <laughs> I do. If I have a text, con- I try to get a text conversation going so I can, like, zone out. And I do the elliptical. I have to have a lot of distractions, like music and a TV on right, and right. a conversation because I hate cardio. Yeah, it's boring. Right. So I yeah. do that for fat burning to get your heart rate up. And then, God, I'll probably go and do, like I do a lot of, uh, like when you get on all fours and you do like, I think they're called like gates or like where you open your leg, like, like where you're laying down and you do like this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's all about like just working out like different parts of my thigh and then these right. like backward kicks. Yeah. Um, and then there's like all different kinds. I don't, no one can see because we're on a podcast. Yeah. Uh, different kinds of lunges, lunges in place, lunges across the floor. can do these like weird leg lunges against the wall and then push-ups, um, these like isometric things backward with a weight. Oh, right. yeah. It's all just to get your muscle, like enough that it's there, but I don't want to be hulking. So, so you're using a lot of your body weight I use my body. Stuff. Okay, yeah. It's a prison That's workout. That's the best way to work out and not build too much. Planks? I, I guess muscle, so. Yeah. You fuck with planks? I do planks if I have a lot to tweet, but okay. I get bored. Yeah, I'm just and I, if you watched my workout, it would look like I was just making it up because I'll do like 15 reps and then two of something else and then three of this and I just kind of do it until I'm tired. Right. Yeah. There's really no goal other than to waste time during the day. I don't know why someone doesn't make a hilarious workout video that's also like just effective enough to justify its existence. I think that most of them are because they're like two minute abs. Yeah. And it's like you don't have to do anything and you can eat while you do it. Like if every you made a workout thing. video, it'd be really funny. Yeah. It's just me on my phone. Like whatever it would be, if you made it actually usable and it was you, it'd be hilarious. You'd probably make a shit ton of money. And you, uh, yep. (laughs) See, you were dumbstruck by the reality of that. Like I'm Elijah Schlesinger. Uh, Genetics has gifted me with a pretty decent body. (laughs) This is how I rub it in your face, and then just kind of like do a couple setups and then Instagram it. Yep. Yeah. I'm telling you, you can do it. I will say this because I take pictures in the gym of my workouts. It is weird when someone sees me taking a picture. (laughs) <laughs> it's weird to be caught doing that. Well, for a while, I was sending picture people gym selfies to my close group of friends because it was pretty funny. <laughs> right. Me yeah. at the gym, just conceptually, was pretty hilarious. It's like oil beginning. and water. But then I, I felt we- I didn't want to get caught. Like, I wanted to have, it's like, weird. full videos yeah. of me, like... I sent someone a video of me just doing leg like leg raises, uh-huh. and it was it's just me staring at the mirror doing leg raises for, like, a full 60 seconds. <laughs> and like it looked really... I think I might have sent it to you. I like that. Maybe. But, yeah, eventually... Eventually, the gym selfies just didn't look... They weren't... Fu- they didn't... I didn't want to get caught. It, if and it's I'm so weird, ripped, it's not funny. I don't know if that many people are looking. Because people are doing that at the gym anyway. My gym's like, so fucking small. Before selfies, people would just like... They'd, they'd finish a set or whatever on whatever machine, and then they'd stand there in the mirror and like do Check this. Check out so what they just accomplished. Yeah. But now the only difference is a phone. I haven't the, decided so yeah. how the much friends checking myself out in the mirror I find acceptable yet because I want to look and t- see how things are going but I'm like, am I yeah, doing yeah. I feel a little weird. I'm really into it. Look, if you're going to go to the gym, feed into the gym culture. Fucking take your shirt off, check out your body, stare at yourself the whole time. Like, that really is your time Yeah. and I, I don't wear makeup. I mean, I'll wear makeup if I came from something and I have to run to the gym but I really do think like that's your time to kind of do whatever and zone out Put your headphones on. It's all about you and your body. It's like the one place where you're allowed to be super vain because that's what you're working on is your body. Yeah. yeah, You're not there for any other reason. And I just don't, I don't talk to anyone. And if I look like an absolute asshole, that's fine. It's my gym I time. I like that you Half the time it. we see each other, we're just, huh? It was like a yeah. Oh, yeah. I see comics at the gym yeah. all the time. Just, hey, man, like we don't talk. 
I like that you said it's super vain because someone asked me like, hey, do you feel better? I was like, I don't give a shit. I want to look better. Yeah. Literally. That's where I I disagree. I do it for both. For both. I can't tell. I mean, maybe I do, but it happened so slowly. I didn't notice like an overnight change. You do want to. I mean, we do like if they were like you're sick and you need to work out and no one's going to see a change your body, you would obviously do it. But I mean, you've gotten bigger since I've known you. Probably, yeah. Yeah, like it's about looking good. Yeah. I always thought of yeah, you as yeah. like thinner and you're like a big guy. Not like Yeah, I used to never work out. I want my clothes to fit better and I don't want to like have my so back I just hurt. don't yeah. want I've like you, I limit. I don't like l- like to lift a bunch of weights cuz I don't want to become like hulking. Yeah, cuz when I first started stand up, when I was like 18, I was like You were what? You were I weighed 245 pounds. Really? And I like I bench pressed almost like 300 pounds. Wow, I want to see a picture yeah. of that guy. I used to be my old driver's license picture, which I had for I had it so long that bars were like, yeah, man, I, this isn't you. I can't, you have to prove this is you. And Why I are like, you so oh, big? I got to get a new picture. Cuz when I was like 16 or something, I was like I want to start working out. Okay, so you were just I was like, like a little a little chubby and it was just something to do oh. and like channel my frustrations and anger at the world into, you know, Absolutely. it just felt good. And then I got like into it. It just felt really good to go to the gym in the morning, and like, and then I started stand up, and like, it just it all went to. I someone showed went, you a picture of, of Joe Piscopo, and they were like, "Hey, just so you know, <laughs> tough road." Oh no, I never got like that. But like, I just didn't have enough time. I would like be working a day job, going yeah. to school, doing comedy, and then I'm like, workouts yeah, are the first thing to go. Yeah, like, it, it kind of is. It's and then it came. It yeah. came back later, and like, I will say this: I always, I. If you're an athlete and like, look, I never like got a scholarship anywhere, but you pl- if you play sports your whole life, like you understand physiology sort of and how the body works and what mm-hmm. you need and basic nutrition. And it's something that you can always come back to throughout your life. Like I always know where I am at the gym. I know what my body's capable of. Like it's a very familiar thing. Yeah. But I do think people are going to hate me for this, but I do think <laughs> one also of good album title. One of, people are going to hate me for this. What happened? Yoga. Big stretch. Or like her little feet get out in the oh, back. Oh yeah, that was really Isn't good. Those are like ultimate signs of defeat for like women in Los Angeles is when you just become like really devoted to fitness. It's a uh, there is I noticed that because okay so I but that's what people are gonna hate you for you because just, it's such a shitty thing to say but it's like you came out here to be an actress and it's like I'm just I'm doing personal training I'm trying to motivate right, women right. for their bodies and yeah. I'm like you didn't get a part on anything uh-huh. and you need to make money so now it's all about fitness. There's a very handsome personal trainer at my gym I haven't seen him there in a while but he clearly wanted to be an actor and he Aww. just he's just very good looking and ripped and but I noticed that where like I started to mistake. Working out as something that was good for my whole life when uh-huh. it's only good for my body. And it was like, no, you also have to go home and work out your brain, stupid. Like, just because right. you sometimes you're like, I went to the gym today. It's like, that's not enough. It has to be, I think the goal is to have it become so routine you don't even think about it. You just go do it. And then you get back to like, no, you need to like think and write jokes and draw pictures and be a good actor. Like, that's for me, the, exercise helps with that stuff. It totally yeah. does. It gets but, all the kinks out and then you're ready to. It like, gets, it's all good the for my. I would let my because it was yeah, yeah. so new Absolutely. to me and it required so much effort for me to make myself go. I make myself go. I would. I would let myself off the hook when it came to other shit. I'd be sure, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I did something today. I went to the gym. But that's right, because right, and right. It's weird. I was talking about this with someone this morning, sadly enough a huge part of fitness is based in routine yeah. and mm-hmm. repetition. Like you only get big from doing repetition from uh, doing reps. Um, at, and so a big part of it is that. So you do have to get to a point where you're like, yeah, I got to run to the gym, even if it's only four X amount of time. And it becomes such a part of your routine mm-hmm. that you then can do other things. Like once you fit it in, 
It might, yeah. It's like wearing braces. Like it's a tight fit at first and then eventually you don't notice it's there. It's just right. second nature. Like taking vitamins or like whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Which I could never master. I always fuck up vitamins. Oh, I've been, I've been, Hundreds I'm of like dollars of vitamins. I'm a week behind on a thing. My doctor was like, you have to take this. Take them all now. Take all the ones yeah, you missed now. Yeah, that's take what you're supposed seven to do. days of vitamins. Yes. Make a smoothie. Literally. Dump them all in 30 days of vitamin D just, at once. <laughs> yeah, what would yeah. happen? you probably die. Probably die. I think with vitamins, you, your body just flushes the extra out. I, I, think, I think some vitamins, like really expensive ones, it doesn't, right? I'd have black urine. I think if you take like a ton <laughs> of vitamin chunky. C, you just yeah. like piss it out. I think and so. It's yeah. like, why is my urine orange? <laughs> like you right. took a bunch of. You do, you do pee out most of it. We were, was, was it you were talking about. Oh, I just got really dizzy. Uh, zinc. <laughs> Oh yeah, zinc on an empty stomach. Well, I never knew this until because I used to never eat breakfast. I'm like, I'm I just pop some vitamins. So I take vitamin C every day. And then someone was like, if you take zinc, it's good for you. you never get sick. And I'm yeah. like, all right, stranger, I will do whatever <laughs> you just said. And then I would take it, and then my stomach, I would feel like I was gonna vomit. And then I read online, zinc on an empty stomach makes you nauseous. But zinc, uh, even I took it last night because I used to be, I get sick often, and if you pop like five zinc pills. Uh-huh. then it usually like eradicates it very quickly. And last night on like day six of me hunkering down with this cold, last night I was like, I'm fucking done. I went, I took like NyQuil, I took Sudafed, and then I took like a handful of zinc. And even on a full stomach, I think there's something in zinc where I just was like, I know I'm going to be nauseous for the next 20 minutes. I just have to lay here and deal with it. Because you took like a bunch. I did. You have to. You have to just knock uh-huh. it out, which is uh-huh. the only reason I'm like standing here today. But I've definitely thrown up from taking too much zinc. Jeez. I'm here today standing on the shoulders of zinc. <laughs> yeah. I'm brave. I also have a gluten allergy. I'm brave. <laughs> on the shoulders um, of dogs. Where are we having it? Thank you for doing this, by the way. Yeah, Thanks man. Thanks for having me. What made you ask me? You were on our list of people to ask from That's the beginning. cool. Yeah. We're All like, right. who's, in, who's cool? Who do we like? Thank you. Who's cool and who's interesting and can talk? Yeah. Because, like, you know, you don't want someone that's like... You have to like feed questions, or there's a lot of just focusing on yoga now. You're opinionated. (laughs) You are totally right about the fitness thing, and it's a little mean, but it's also very true. It's very true. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. I thought it was my gun rant. No, I was like, I got Kevin's attention. Because Tripoli was another one. We're like, oh, he'd be a fucking perfect podcast guest. And after it was uh, over, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, man, if I talk too much. I'm like, dude, it was the opposite. Well, I enjoyed this, and I will give you this sterling, glowing uh, recommendation. That's not right. Stamp of approval. I don't do a lot of, this is not because of me, I don't do a lot of podcasts because I firmly believe the idea of a podcast came out and everyone's like, me too. And everyone grabbed a podcast transmitter and everyone yeah. did it. Mm. And so few people are actually good at it or good at interviews. And this was like, oh, we just talked and no one talked. Like it was just fluid and nice because you guys yeah. are, are intelligent and funny and we know each other too. And both it wasn't like really, an interview. Have really good bodies. And you have really good bodies. <laughs> but there's nothing worse than when you go to a podcast and they talk the whole time and you're like, why the fuck am I here? Like, we yeah. don't have to talk about me, but like, why it's the fuck like, am I just here? It's like Jiminy Glick. Yeah. So what else? <laughs> right, right, right. What That's, else? He based that character on a radio interview he did where the guy's like, the guy started talking about his divorce. And I think I talked for 30 seconds and it was a 20 minute interview. And you, that's so, and you hope that there are people listening that are going to write and be like, hey, let your fucking guest speak. I listened to a podcast specifically because the guest I have a crush on and it was with multiple hosts. And the person, this woman on the podcast got to talk for a total of four minutes yeah. about it was an hour and a half long. Horrible. And I literally got down and was like, God damn it. Then you know what? Then don't have guests no, if you're not interested. Oh, it was I did one recently that was so bad. I went back in my Twitter timeline and unfavorited all of our interactions. And then I wouldn't post anything because they had like three guys 
and everything I said, like they just tried to twist it and put me on the defense and they just kept talking. And every time yeah. that one of the guys would talk, I would look at the producer and roll my eyes trying to convey like, shut this fucking guy up. Right. And I just stopped at a point. And I think I said some pretty socially unfavorable things, but fuck it. No one's ever going to hear that podcast because I didn't retweet it. Right. That's how I felt about that. They're probably going to hear this. No. But this was great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was fun. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? This will come out Tuesday. Tuesday? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be... I should just. I shouldn't say it because what if it doesn't happen? It's supposed to be on The Tonight Show. Oh, June 11th. Fuck yeah. But my ever calm, perma-normal normal manager was like, don't say anything because if like, Obama drops by, then you know, you'll get bumped. Okay. I'm like, okay. So in the event yeah, that I the mean- president <laughs> doesn't bump me... <laughs> We've already bought the ticket. Like, I should be on June 11th. He's normally popping into L.A. to fundraise. He doesn't seem to bombard New York at a moment's notice. Good. He's raising most of his money out here. Yeah. He shuts the president? Down, he shuts down the freeways here once a fucking it month. It is so annoying. With or without him. Yeah. Um, but I've got that. And then uh, people can check out my Netflix special. It's called War Paint on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> you could tweet me at Eliza, I-L-I-Z-A. That's the best handle. It's short. Eliza. And it's your actual it's name. name. Adeliza. Yeah, but then I have to look. say it's spelled with an I. I guess, yeah, that's the only. Okay. Uh, and then website, anything else? The website's Eliza.com. Everything's on Twitter. If you want to come okay. see me or you guys, everything's on Twitter. It's really promoting. I've got a Tumblr, but it's annoying to do the whole Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole thing. Count Twitter. the number of times Eliza uh, audibly burped I'm so in this sorry. episode, I and I will send you a Toy away. Machine t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you? But that means you have to go through and count to verify it. I'll just trust them. Did I burp a lot? You you was tried it to hold it in. It's that like. <laughs> sorry, I'm, di- I'm like yeah. drowning in my own yellow. No, yeah, you can here. only yeah. breathe out of your mouth, and you're also drinking with it. It's yeah. terrible. Plus the pizza and then the yeah. soda. Life is hard. I might not make yeah. it. You're standing on the shoulders of, of zinc. Of zinc. Of zinc. <laughs> <laughs> and pizza and Coca-Cola. Okay. Thank you again for doing this. Thanks, you guys. Bye, guys. <laughs>